Chance Time. Hello and welcome to Chance Time, another generic video game podcast. My name is Ryan Speakman, and I'm joined by Curtis Lowe. Hello. And Paul Bills. Good day. I'm sorry for cutting off that. It's me, Curtis. It's very rude of me. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, we all just took an etiquette class right, right now, so we will maintain a level of politeness. Probably the majority of the show. Speaking of classes, that's on Skillshare, our sponsor for this episode. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> that actually sounds real since they sponsor every podcast. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Seems plausible, except for the fact that we have, like, how many listeners? You won't disclose that on air. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's that amount that you keep, like, having it every single time. And so you're constantly close to zero, but it's not quite zero. Yeah. It's I actually guess... just that quote from, uh, what's that show? Arrested Development. Have you guys ever seen that? I don't remember. It's just the bald guy. He's going, he stands up and goes, there are dozens of us. Dozens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's our, that's our uh, listener count. Yeah. I have to say, Arrested Development, great second season. That's my review of Arrested Development. <laughs> nice. <laughs> How you guys doing today? Excited? E3 just happened? Yeah. Wow. Thank, Good day. Thank you, thank you Nintendo. That's, that's my, that's my main review of E3. <laughs> uh, that's pretty a pretty good assessment. Uh, but before we get into E3, let's, of course, go back to everyone's favorite segment. First things first, one thing. <laughs> um, I'll start today. Yeah. <laughs> I know the suspense is killing everybody. Um, the... So... I w an interesting one thing. Uh, I got weirdly nostalgic for a thing that no one should get weirdly nostalgic for a few weeks, like a couple weeks ago. And uh, I was thinking about when I was in college and I had to like write a paper or something. And often my companion, when I was having these late, late nights in college, uh, ended up being cookie clicker. <laughs> it's just something that like I could take a break from my paper every once in a while, check in on and look at the billions of cookies I'm generating. That's a, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> but I was, I was kind of thinking about these, these types of games, what, what's known as a, uh, incremental game, I think is one of the official names, uh, the idle games. Idle game, yeah, that's the the other big one. Um, and the thing I always hated about it is when I would realize, what am I doing, wasting my time on this, and then I would like exit out of it and then lose all my progress. And so I was thinking, I was like, I wonder if there's any games like that that I can like download on my phone that end. And so I searched 
uh, incremental games with an end. And I found one called Space Plan. And it was like two or three bucks. I could buy it on Steam or on the Google Play Store. And I ended up buying it on my phone. And it was exactly how it sounded, except there's kind of a narrative going on the whole time. And you uh, are stranded in space and you're trying to like figure out where you are and you're trying to figure out how to get back to Earth. And it ends up taking some interesting turns. There's every joke in this game is based on potatoes. And so <laughs> every item you get is potato related. And then there's like some interesting twists that are also potato related, but it's also sort of based on, uh, is it a brief history of space and time? The Stephen Hawking's book. Um, this is brief history of time. Okay, that's yeah. I don't read, so that makes sense. Why <laughs> I didn't know? Um, but I don't know. There were a lot of interesting developments in the game. I don't know. I had a pretty good time with it. I don't know if it's worth two bucks, but it was definitely a unique experience. It was really short. Was my main issue with it and i never got to a point where i had like quadrillions of points to spend there was always like there were a couple days where i had to wait but then before i knew it it was over and then i didn't that but the best part of it was when it was over i didn't feel like i had to play it anymore which solved my problem in the idle game so <laughs> I don't know. And surprisingly, the the most surprising thing about the game to me was I wasn't expecting cutscenes, and there were a few cutscenes that were really unique and bizarre and made me even more interested in the story. So chat What's out. this game called again? It is called Space Plan. Space Plan. But yeah. That is my uh, one thing. Uh, your story is giving me a real, like, one last job vibe. Just gotta, gotta get out of the idle game world. Yeah. Just need one more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The question is, did you ever trigger the grandma apocalypse and cookie clicker? <laughs> you know, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> You probably would. It's weird. <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll get on tonight and see if I can. Uh, there's there was another big one. There's a paper clips. Universal paper clips. That's not the one I played though. Uh, there was one where I played a ton of. Hmm. I would leave my computer running all night like an open so that it wouldn't and I I would plug it in and I would like disable the auto sleep and everything <laughs> just to let it I don't know if it was universal paper clips though funny. Mm. I actually still have because 
I don't know if you remember in Cookie Clicker, you can like export your save, and it just kicks out this giant string of code, essentially. So then next time you log in, if you lose it with your browser cookies or whatever, you lose your progress, you can plug this in, and it'll start up from where you left off. Actually <laughs> saved it into a Google Doc. <laughs> I wonder how far along it is. <laughs> That's hilarious. God, about cookie clicker. Yeah, there was one I played that... Oh, it was lollipop. I don't remember the name of it, but the like the base currency was lollipops, and it was like all like ASCII art, so it was just a blank like HTML page. I and do remember like, that one, and there were like yeah. some twists in it that made it like more than just a clear yeah. yeah yeah yeah. You ended up like going on adventures, and the little guy would run across the street, and you had to like actually control it. And like all this stuff, it would like, yeah, it like really built itself out, but like all in ASCII art. I don't remember what it was called. Oops. Oh my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> I loaded up the save. <laughs> <laughs> Candy Box 2. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, I do remember that one. Yeah. That's probably the one I played the most. I also played uh, Tap Titans 2 for a while on my phone. And that that's one that does get to like quadrillions and stuff. They just like start putting letters after the number to like just represent. Did that they one can't fit, have but... an end though? No. Okay. No, that one was 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 the pure evil of idle games. It would <laughs> just go on forever. <laughs> well, now that Curtis has loaded up his save and his whole life will be ruined tomorrow. <laughs> right. I'm going to let this run overnight. You've sucked it back in. <laughs> I know. What have I'm, I done? I'm at 367 non-million cookies. <laughs> Has this been running since I left it? That's like, <laughs> funny. Anyway. All right, Curtis. Let's hear your one thing. Mm, this is a good one. Okay. So you guys, first off, Nintendo on their eShop usually has a pretty good uh, sale after the E3 presentation. Mm-hmm. So I was looking through the sale to see if there are any games I want to pick up. And you guys remember that calculator? Uh, I guess you call it game. It's just an app. <laughs> and everyone was making jokes about it. Who can forget? Yeah. Big day. <laughs> anyway, apparently a quote-unquote game called Notes launched June 10th, so just five days ago. <laughs> this didn't get the same coverage that Calculator did, unfortunately, but it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a note app for your Switch. I'll read you the, the description. It's great. <laughs> you can have right now a wonderful two-two note down anything you need on your everyday life. This is a simple and useful, it works perfectly notation book for you, gamer or not gamer, to take notes in an easy and quick way. It comes with an automatic saving tool, too. One of my favorite screenshots is somebody's phone number. (laughs) Because someone gives you a phone number, obviously you're going to pull out your Switch and put it in your notes app. (laughs) Not your phone. (laughs) 
Also, there's a... Oh, I thought this is a grocery list that has tomato, milk, honey, and then the fourth item just says eat. <laughs> so I guess you gotta remind yourself to eat the things you buy at the grocery store. But yeah, that was the whole. I that was the whole product description. Do you I, think that's a? Is that a recipe? Tomato, milk, honey. Then eat, <laughs> eat, eat. I don't know. Um. Will you read the phone number? Anyone listening, I want you to call this number. It's uh for someone named Zoe. Okay. Number five five five. Six eight four zero seven four. What if I'm missing a digit? What if <laughs> I must not be American in this uh screenshot? Uh, like, what if in a game they like release something like this and then the screenshot was like hidden some sort of like AR game that started? Oh, that would be great. I hope this is what it is, <laughs> being how full price is ten dollars. It might be worth it. I mean, it's on sale for $2. Should I pick it up? Yes. I made this joke to you guys (laughs) in our text thread, but I'm going to make it again. There's nothing better than writing down some notes in the notes app right after listening to your uh, Super Smash Brothers MP3 player. (laughs) It's not as funny the second time. It's just such a versatile tool, you know? It's It's more than a game console. Yeah. No Netflix, though. No Netflix. But you can take notes. You can do some math. And an MP3 player for just Smash songs. It's great. (laughs) What do you guys think it would take to change the Switch into, like, kind of, like, mostly a gaming device, but also sort of, like, a portable tablet? Is there anything they could do? Need to just release a keyboard, a Bluetooth keyboard with a little stand so you can put your switch in it, you know, and then type. Okay. Be handy. I guess for notes, you would need a stylus. Yeah, I don't, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Probably be the I easiest mean, way yeah. to use notes. If they put like some kind of some kind of app that would let you save things as a word document or a spreadsheet. And then like a a news app, a news app would really change my perception of the switch. Like (laughs) CNN for switch. Yeah. (laughs) CNN. (laughs) Oh man. Do you think if they added Bluetooth support and you could use Bluetooth headphones? or I guess support Bluetooth headphones, do you think you would ever use it as an MP3 player? No. <laughs> Fair. It will never be as small as my phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't want it to be. <laughs> That's what's so mm-hmm. funny to me about this Note app and stuff. I don't understand who needs it. Unless you're small child whose parents haven't given you a phone yet, but why would you want a note app? So many I questions. Can't, I can't wait for the, the headline a year from now. 13-year-old child writes debut novel on Switch Notes app. <laughs> <laughs> Does it even export? <laughs> like, could you even get the text out? 
<laughs> That's a good question. It didn't say. <laughs> Child that has to retype entire novel into real computer. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like there will be in a thing similar to like this guy used Ring Fit Adventure for a full year and now is ripped. Like, I feel like there's going to be one that's like, this man used the Notes app on his Nintendo Switch and is now a billionaire. <laughs> Notice first business oh, plan on the Nintendo <laughs> Switch Notes app. <laughs> this collection of poetry started on the Nintendo <laughs> Switch Notes app. <laughs> this collection of poetry. Someone's going to get a stand up at Poetry Night. Whatever those things happened, like pull out their switch. Or this on my, they're gonna pull out their switch and start like swiping. <laughs> I mean, maybe they could do it as like a marketing gimmick of like, I don't know, unreleased poems by the poet laureate of some state is all written on the Nintendo Switch and he sells it for a thousand dollars. Yeah. Does the whole switch with the you no know, app installed? Yeah, the, I like that. I feel like people do idea. that. It's like you can uh, make it happen. The VHS tape from the Devolver Digital, right? Showcase. Um, spoilers, spoiler E three spoilers, right? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Before I spoil anything else, let's get to uh, Paul's one thing. Okay, I have not talked about slipways on the podcast yet, have I? No, you have not. Okay, great. That's my one thing. <laughs> um, so this is actually a continuation of a previous one thing. So you remember uh, I talked about Paper Apps Dungeon previously, mm -hmm. a local project here in Utah where you like play a dungeon crawler on a notepad. Well, because I followed the guy who made that on Twitter, um, I, I connected with another guy who makes uh, Pico 8 games. You guys heard of Pico 8? Yes. Original. They made Celeste on that originally. And then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a it's like a console, quote unquote, on the web. It's like an Atari, basically. But you can make games like on their website and publish them and yeah, so a lot of people like experiment and prototype with it. So yeah, uh, a guy made a prototype on Pico 8 and it was successful. So he's now released it as a full game on Steam and Epic Game Store. It's called Slipways. And it's basically like, have you guys heard of Stellaris? Yes. Yeah, or like... Yeah, it's so Slipways is like, what if you wanted to feel like you were playing a big 4X strategy game like Stellaris or Crusader Kings or Civilization, but you wanted to only do it in an hour per run? And that's kind of the, the sales pitch of Slipways. And I, I see what he means by that, but that's not really what the experience of Slipways is, even though I think Slipways is a good game. Slipways, what it is to me, is like a procedurally generated puzzle game. Mm. So the idea is you're like thrown into this sector of the of the galaxy 
and you have to build your empire. Um, and you start with like a blank map and you have to throw out probes to discover new planets. And every planet has some raw materials they can offer that can be converted into something else. And so every planet um, has something they can offer, but it has also has something they need. So you need to like probe around and find as many planets as you can and then find like a way to connect the planets so that every planet is providing something to another planet and getting what it needs from another planet. And so sometimes you get like a perfect trade. And so like one planet makes people, but needs wheat and another planet makes wheat, but needs people. So they can just straight trade with each other. Um, and so it's just this big puzzle and you have 25 in-game years to rule the galaxy and then the game just ends and it scores the game can also end if you um if you get overthrown if people hate what you do like if there's like a happiness meter and if it goes down low enough you get thrown out early um so yeah it's just this big puzzle it's like looking at all the planets all of them have like multiple options of what they need and what they make so you have to look at a bunch of them and kind of plan out okay this is going to go here then this is going to go here then this is going to go here then this is going to go here and that completes a loop and then you just like keep making loop after loop after loop and like kind of web all these planets together into a growing civilization all over the galaxy so it, like I can see the connection to like those bigger games like Civilization and Stellaris, but it's just that one mechanic. It's just the puzzle. There's no like military diplomacy. It's just the the trade puzzle. And then there's like different um, advisors you can have who are different species who focus on different things and they can give you like different science upgrades that bend the rules of the game a bit. Um, so there's a little more complexity to it, but it's really that base thing. Um, so I've played probably like five runs now. Um, no, probably like seven. I've had three successful runs and my very first run was the highest score or my very first successful run. It was like my third run was successful and it was like the highest score I've gotten and the other ones haven't come close to that again so i don't know what i did that was so special I'll probably just pay more attention the first time but yeah pretty interesting game uh, i got it for super cheap on the epic games because i had the coupon for the for the sale uh if that sounds interesting to people i would I'd recommend checking it out cool yeah it sounds Pretty interesting, honestly. I think, yeah. like that is a good pitch. Like, I, oh yeah, I, I would want a civilization that I don't have to spend my entire day feeling like <laughs> I got progress on it. Right. Yeah. No, and that's really what sold me. I was like, yes, I do like that genre, but I never feel like I get my money's worth because, yeah, it, it's just such a time suck. So, yeah. That pitch really did catch me. Um, and yeah, it, it does. Uh, like, I feel like some people who really love those games will be disappointed by mm. how simple it is. But I mean, it is just an hour. So you have to, you know, 
as long as you understand that that pitch is not a lie, (laughs) that the hour thing is real. Yeah, it it, it does pretty well at at living up to that pitch. Well, it does. A good puzzle game hits the spot, too. So, yeah, a mix of those two things sounds pretty good. All right. Should we dive into E3? Let's do it. Transition to our topic, E3. (laughs) 2021. <laughs> we paid a thousand dollars for that sound effect. <laughs> Please, Skillshare, sponsor us. Please. <laughs> um, all right. I'm just going to go through everything that happened at E3. And we'll figure out if we have anything to say about it or not. That's good. Great. Um, E3 started off uh, sort of with, I guess, Summer Games Fest is also going on simultaneously. And so right before E3, there was the Summer Games Fest kickoff. Some big announcements there. Anything uh, jump out to you guys there? Uh, well, before we get anything important, before we get to the one thing that (laughs) that that is the real reason anyone's still talking about that metal gear or no, what is it? Metal slug (laughs) tactics. Metal slug tactics. I was actually pretty pumped for that. (laughs) It looks cool. I think it actually looks looks cool to me. Um. So my main like impression of kickoff live which i guess like it's fair that they did this but it was still frustrating it was like 80 percent announcements of announcements like he kept saying like no here's this thing and come back on this date with uh, this other channel with these other people and we'll keep talking about this thing that we barely showed you at all <laughs> <laughs> And that was the whole thing. And I was like, I guess it is like kicking off. So it's kind of like, a, we got this, we got this, you know, it's like getting excited for the whole event, but I was expecting this to like be an event. So I kept getting frustrated that it was like, all right, that was two seconds of footage. Uh, come back a month from now and we'll show you 10, so 10 more seconds. <laughs> I must have blocked that out completely because <laughs> I don't <laughs> hardly remember any of that. <laughs> Oh, they did that with Valorant. They did that with uh, New World. They did that with, yeah, uh, like, uh, um, I don't know. They did it with a bunch of stuff. Uh, and like Overwatch Two showed up in the middle and had nothing to say. <laughs> like, there's just a lot. Oh, that yeah, I was, it like, was like, here's what? two new character designs. Yeah, forgot about that. I blocked that out of my mind too because there's yeah. just. Especially Sombra, I was like, she has purple hair. It <laughs> like, looked like a new skin they could release on the normal Overwatch. Like, I was yeah. confused. Yeah, uh, no, for sure. So there was a lot of those like in the middle. Um, there was a couple of big announcements, but I kept being like, stop telling me that you're going to tell me something <laughs> later. But <laughs> I guess that's kind of Jeff Keighley's thing. He's kind of the like hub of the industry and everyone he's friends with everyone so they're all like yeah i want to help him out have a thing but 
you got to help me out, Jeff Keeley, and tell people to watch my thing. So there was a lot of that kind of exchange happening. I wonder if it's really just Jeff Keeley trying to really kind of make uh, the Summer Games Fest name more. Right. Word. Have more authority, I guess. Yeah, he's trying That's to get looking for authority. Legitimacy? Legitimate? Yeah. Yeah. Does he not? Trying to really make it, it a real thing, you know? Well, he has it for the Game Awards, but Summer Game Fest. Last year, it kind of seemed like he, he just it. made it up to, to yeah, deal with like COVID. He, yeah, yeah. I think he did it last year, but like it just wasn't really any big announcements, you know, that I remember. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember anything he announced last year. That's what I was expecting this year from the Summer's Game Fest. It's just like stuff like, you know, just smaller indie stuff, maybe um, like Metal Gear and Metal Gear Solid. Uh, Metal Slug Tactics. Since then, it's that there. Death so. Stranding Director's Cut. Speaking mm, of yeah. Metal Gear Solid. Death Stranding Director's Cut. That's right. I forgot that that was there. And the game everybody's talking about Zelda Ring. <laughs> Zelda <No>. and Ring. <laughs> <laughs> By bathtub games. Uh, it did. It did really? start. Uh, uh, let me just throw in here. It did start with a fairly big announcement. The very first thing they talked about was uh, what do they call it? Wonderlands. Is oh, that the yeah. name? Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Yeah. The, uh, oh, that's right. It's basically fantasy Borderlands, but still guns. Um, but the thing that really got me was the cast list on that one, like Andy Samberg and Will Arnett, and I can't remember <laughs> any other names, but I was like, whoa. It stuck out to me, though, too, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, it, it's hard to tell, like, how big of a game that is. Like, is it just like a spinoff, or is it like a full-blown, like... Like, is, does it feel like glorified DLC, or is it like a full game? I hard hard to tell. Full game, but yeah, it was kind of hard to tell. Yeah, I guess we'll uh, figure that out in the future. Yeah, I do have the list up. Do you want me to just kind of burn through this list? Sure. Let's Google it real quick. Uh, well, well I want to say one more thing. Sorry. So he moved from Wonderlands to Metal Slug Tactics. There maybe was something in between. But then he, he brings up Kojima. And Kojima ends up talking about 9-11. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, this is <laughs> yeah. quite the tone shift. <laughs> like, for our let's kick off E3 Summer Game Fest. We're all gamers. And he's like, this is as big a, a shift in our thinking as creators since 9-11. And I was like, whoa, Kojima. <laughs> so that was... That I like was, that he uh, said that, and Jeff Keighley was like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> just kind of yeah. moved right on. <laughs> yeah. So that was funny, too. Anyway, yeah, you can read the list now. <laughs> this isn't in order. Um, but so there's Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Metal Slug Tactics. I am excited for that one. I think that was cool. Death Stranding Director's Cut. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution 2. That Jeff oh, Goldblum yeah. Some people announced. are excited about that. Uh, Jeff Lost Goldblum. Ark. I was going to say Jeff Goldblum. So they intro Jeff Goldblum by being like, he 
totally supports the gamer community. He dedicated a whole episode of his show to gamers. And the episode of his show on Disney Plus that was quote unquote dedicated to gamers, he like it like not even like laughed with them. He just laughed at gamers that whole episode. Like I watched that episode <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, you, you think everyone here is dumb. Like you legitimately think this is so stupid. And then he kind of had that same vibe when he was introducing Jurassic World Evolution. He was like, they have this thing that I'm supposed to read word for word. And and I guess I'm just going to read it exactly as they told me to. I don't want to screw it up. It just kind of seemed like, <laughs> yeah. like, come on, Jeff Goldblum. Like, maybe that's just Jeff Goldblum. But it kind of felt like he was like, I'm yeah. doing this for the money, but you guys are stupid. <laughs> It's hard to tell because I feel like that is kind of Jeff Goldblum's style, yeah. where he just kind of doesn't take anything seriously. But yeah, even if that is exactly what he's doing, he's just being himself. It does come off that way. Right. I could see what you, your point for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, yeah. that was kind of weird to read that Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. But yeah, that was an exciting announcement for a lot of people. I think the Jurassic yeah. World Revolution too. The first one, cool. I think. People who played it really liked it. Yeah, stop me if you want to comment any of these other ones. Um, Lost Ark is a Korean MMO, it says. Oh, yeah, uh, that's published, published by Amazon in the West, which was interesting. That's what it was. I got confused by that because I know Amazon Games is working on their own MMO. Yeah. Remember, right? So that kind of mm-hmm. threw me. Um, Sable, that seen screenshots of this indie game the release date yeah. september 23rd yeah, cool keep my eye out for that one uh among us has some new game modes salt and sacrifice the sequel to salt and sanctuary announced some people are excited for that one i always thought it'd be fun to play salt and sanctuary but yeah looked cool. style always kind of threw me off a little bit and this doesn't change to art style so it's kind of like uh which I know it's kind of a silly thing to get hung up on sometimes, but you know. <laughs> uh, two Point Campus. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that, that one was kind of fun. before, right? Yeah, I don't know if he was doing a link or, or just they said it was coming. Yeah. But yeah, that looked fun. Uh, new Area and Escape from Tarkov. Okay, so that Escape, Escape from Tarkov trailer, like, I honestly want someone to put it side by side with Call of Duty Warzone because the whole time I was watching it, I was like, this is just Call of Duty Warzone. Like, why are they just remaking Call of Duty Warzone? <laughs> like, I honestly think if someone put the trailer side by side, like without audio, I wouldn't be able to tell you which one was Warzone and which one was Tarkov. Yeah, yeah it looks, yeah generic to me i mean yeah it's just like military shooter there's a million of yeah it's just beyond those two yeah i honestly don't know what else there's to say about that one personally (laughs) sure someone out there is excited for it if you're excited for it let us know at was there email again i mean i forgot plug it later dance time podcast at gmail.com thank you paul (laughs) Yeah, Tarkov yeah, does tough. big numbers on Twitch pretty consistently, so people play it. But... Is this maybe I'm thinking of it? Isn't there a military shooter that's supposed to be coming out soon? That's been pretty controversial. Is this not this game? 
uh, no, I think you're thinking of the Fallujah game. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I can't remember it's like full title. It's like based on a true like a real uh battle in Middle East War. Yeah, you're thinking of six days in Fallujah. Yeah, okay. That's what I got this mixed up with. <laughs> no shooters, time it doesn't. Right. Uh Stranger Things is collaborating with Smite. A lot of just small announcements like this, I thought. Um, Left 4 Dead style co-op shooter, the Anacrusis. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So the Left 4 Dead, like, I think really had a moment at this E3. Like, there's, there's suddenly a lot of games that are basically Left 4 Dead likes. There's Back 4 Blood, Redfall, Anacrusis, Rainbow Six Extraction. Overwatch 2 even as a co-op shooter now. Um there was one yeah. on the Nintendo Direct. I forget what it's called. That kind of like uh, um Strange Brigade. Yeah, is that what or it was? Something like Remember you were fighting something. like mummies or something. Yeah. Yeah, there's a ton of co-op shooters. Like all of a sudden, like that was not a genre for years. And now it's like every Every publisher and franchise is like falling over themselves to get one out for some reason. Because I remember Back for Blood was announced a while ago, if I remember right. And I feel yeah. like that was really the only thing. So I don't know if people are really vocal about how excited they were, and other publishers and developers were like, we need to capitalize on that. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, interesting. Like, unexpected trend. I mean, I enjoyed Left 4 Dead back in like college and stuff. It was a lot of fun. So, kind of cool to see it coming back. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This one. I'm just going to read this one because I don't remember this at all. Coach Media. C-O-C-H Media reveals new publishing label Prime Matter alongside a new painkiller game. I don't remember yes. that either. Yeah, I don't know. I remember they had a <laughs> montage. They had a montage of a bunch of games that are like already announced or even like out, but they all uh-huh. just like fall under this new label. That what that was? Okay. Mm-hmm. Twelve upcoming games will be published under it. Yeah. Uh, let's see: Vampire: The Masquerade, Blood Hunt, Vampire Battle Royale, New a Tales of, of Arise trailer, filler. When you really think about it. A lot of what? Yeah. A lot of filler when you really think about it. Yeah, that's what I mean. This one felt like okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Fast and Furious vehicles in Rocket League. Didn't they already do that? Yes, but this time they're fast. It was a new movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Sky Children of Light launching on Switch. Petite Prince in July. Just the new Overwatch 2 skins for Sombra and Baptiste. Uh, Planet of... Is it Lana or Lana? Um, Lana. This one actually really looked cool. The art style I thought was beautiful. I'm going to keep my eye out for this one. Did you guys remember this one? Yeah, I do. Where it was like 
the capsules falling out of the sky, 2D platformer thing. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of has the, I don't know, vibe of, or like gameplay look of like Limbo or Inside, maybe. Mm. Obviously not the visual art style whatsoever. It's This one's like colorful and stuff, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It looked, I thought it looked really cool. Um, story trailer for Monster Hunter Stories 2. Endless dungeon gameplay. Here, Autotomous 2B for Fall Guys. Yeah, that is hilarious. <laughs> 2B. Might call it. Oh, and, and shout out to Monster Hunter Stories 2, which I think wins the record for most, most E3 show appearances in three separate presentations. So good job, guys. Is it in Capcom too? Yeah. Wasn't, Capcom, that makes sense though. wasn't Two Point Campus in a lot of them too? Uh, it was at least in two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It might've been in like a third one. It might've been one of the indie ones too. Okay. Um, does anyone else hate the word monsty? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's not great. (laughs) But it it sounds like Uh... it's the bad part about it. It sounds like you're hearing it wrong. Like someone says monsty and you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Sorry, what what did they? I still don't really know what it is. Like, what's the difference between a monstie and a monster in Monster Hunter? I think the monsties are like your your companion. You're mm-hmm. like mount slash. It fights with you in the turn based battles. So it's your Pokemon. A monstie is a Pokemon, but a monster is a, is a Pokemon that you kill. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, that was weird. Um, endless dungeon gameplay. I, that, hold on, I already said that one. Uh, yeah, the Call of Duty Zombies creator starting a new studio. Creation Games partnering with PlayStation. Yeah. So we have, to, they, pres- we have, we have to presume. IP. Yeah, we have to presume that their IP is yet another Left for Dead like, right? Like if they're Probably. the zomb- <laughs> they're the zombies guys and they left to do what they really wanted to do, it's gonna be a co op shooter, right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Uh Giancarlo Esposito showed up to talk about Far Cry six a little bit. And Hitler, don't forget. He talked about oh, Hitler. That's right, he did mention Hitler. <laughs> so <laughs> We got Hitler and 9-11. And Thanks. 9-11. <laughs> he talked more about Hitler than Hitler, too, right? Didn't he mention other dictators? Yeah, yeah, he talked about, yeah. Like Stalin, I think. And like such a light Times. tone. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Weird. Uh, let's see. Tribes of Midgard. It's a release date. Evil Dead the Game. The gameplay. And there's back for blood gameplay. And then the big one, Zelda Ring. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Elden Ring. You guys excited for Elden Ring? No. Uh, well. Okay. Let me comment <laughs> that uh, <laughs> the the best thing about Jeff Keeley shows is. 
is how genuinely excited he gets that he gets to announce something. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he was so pumped. He was like, <laughs> and he was like tweeting furiously during the show, like, "You guys better get in here. It's coming. It's it's just a few <laughs> minutes away." And then yeah, and then he was like, "It's here. It's real." And he like kept being like, "Thank you." Thank you from software for believing in the summer game fest. <laughs> I mean, that's like, big though for him to be able to reveal yeah. Elden Ring in the summer game fest. That really does bring a level of yeah, legitimacy. Like, it to means the show. it it can't be ignored. Like no one can completely write off, no matter what you think about the rest of the show. It was a major contributor to E3 News, no matter what now. Hmm. Um so I will say Elden Ring is is the closest I've been to being interested in actually playing a From Software game, but I still don't know if I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> like I I do like this world better than their other world. Like I'm a little more intrigued, but um to to steal a quote from my brother in our Discord group as we were all watching it live, he said this game sure likes limbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that was a thing in the first trailer, too. <laughs> yeah, like, literally every everything in that trailer had more limbs than you would expect. <laughs> <laughs> like, even the dragon had four wings, and a pot had arms. And like... <laughs> <laughs> Hot boys. Yeah. I, uh, anyway. That's definitely been a theme for this game already because i remember the first trailer there was a quick shot of like this guy kneeling with his head down holding up an arm with a bunch of other arms coming out of the darkness oh, around him yeah. to like uh -huh. i don't know if you remember that i almost wonder if that's the guy that like at the very end the character jumps at him and he has like all the arms and like a have a <laughs> dragon head on his other arm breathing fire like <laughs> I don't know. There's got to be something about arms in this game. <laughs> um, I think it looks cool, but I need some more convincing before I'm all in. Like I, it just kind of seems like a generic game to me so far. But it, I don't know. Is is everybody's like hype level up because of Game of Thrones guy and Miyazaki? Oh, yeah, think... is that the I only reason? I sometimes forget that he was part of it. To be honest, it's cool that uh, George Martin, right? his name, George yeah, R. yeah, George R. R. Martin. I mean, that's cool that he collaborated, but it's not what's bringing me to this game. Mm -hmm. We're from software. It's more souls, man. Yeah, so I'm pumped. I, all the hype, I think, is just it's it's a new Souls game. Like that okay. seems to be the the locus of the hype um i did really like the so i this wasn't clear in the trailer but there's a moment in the trailer where he like hold or the character holds up his hand and there's like ghosts that show up and people thought that was like um oh i don't know enough about the series it was like other players that you could summon like in the it past does. yeah but there's a um, an interview on IGN where they clarified that that's a new thing for this game where it's basically souls of previously defeated enemies that you can summon to help you in, in later fights, which I think is a, a cool 
mechanic. Like basically if you beat enough of a certain enemy type, you can call it to help you fight for a while. Um, yeah, interesting. It's a good and, way to bring in a little, uh, I don't know, sort just help in general. Because a lot of times right. in these games, if you get stuck in an area, you'll end up killing the same things over and over and over again. That's right. they respawn, then you die, and then they respawn. So that will help. I think that's a, a great addition, too. Yeah. And it seems like there's some cool horse mechanics to like yeah. summon the horse out of the air and the I'm the clip jump with the horse. Him and he'll go yeah. away. <laughs> Double jumps at one point. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Uh, yeah. The dragon caught lightning out of the air and threw it at you. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool, man. I'm so excited. But I, I don't know. This is the, the like I said, closest I've been, but still have to watch more. So yeah. what what about this game makes you feel like it's the closest you'll be to playing a uh, game? Yeah, it feels like I, I'm actually intrigued by this world. It's not just, I don't know, it's not just here's some gross creatures. Like, there's <laughs> hints of, like, a more interesting story. Like, what is the Elden Ring? What is, like, I can't remember, like, what the narrator the, says, but, yeah, it was just kind of more interesting. It's a council. Some, yeah, I forget the name of it, but and it's um, it's more like traditional fantasy world, I guess. That's probably the George R. R. Martin influence. So it's less like gore fantasy, and like there's more elements of just like you know, sword and sorcery standard fantasy that I'm more interested in than the darker fantasy that the rest of them have been. And the more like open areas are more intriguing to me. Like, so is this game open world? Everyone, like, I had one person was like, well, no, it's different because this is their first open world game. But is it actually open world or is it just bigger areas? I think the way they've, from what I've heard and some of the details that came from interviews with Miyazaki, too, it sounds like there's essentially a big hub. I guess you call it hub. Hub isn't the right word. Um, compare it to Zelda, actually, old Zelda games, where you had, like, a Hyrule Field. You know, oh, has okay. lots of secrets mm -hmm. and stuff, and stuff happening in there. But then in that big area are all the dungeons, you know? That's what it sounds like to me. There's, they said there's going to be six dedicated areas that are going to be more traditional from software kind of design levels. Um, but those are all connected into the big... <clears throat> Bigger area that's more open world where there's more uh what's the word i'm looking for i can't think of words tonight <laughs> emergent gameplay um there's some shots of like those weird giant looking troll dudes with like the spikes stuck through their spine is coming out their front and they're pulling a cart and if you remember that part mm -hmm. um it looks like those are almost like caravans that look like they maybe they're just roaming the open world yeah. part Okay, you can attack yeah. them. You can. There's a screenshot that was released afterwards that the character was looking at another caravan like that, and they're like kind of zombie-looking uh, enemies carrying treasure chests and stuff. And he was in the bushes hiding, trying so you can kind of go at it from different angles. So that's what it sounds like to me. And they, they said there's gonna be yeah. like caves and catacombs or something that you can explore in that open area. That sounds so. cool. 
It sounds more like, because people have kind of compared it to Zelda, probably just because of how the maybe the combat is. <clears throat> I don't know. I've heard those, that comparison. I guess I kind of get it. This is when it feels most Zelda, just in their level design, from what it sounds like. It also kind of reminds excited. me of it reminds me of Sword and Shield, like the wild area. Like it's a more yeah. traditional linear game, but then in the yeah, middle yeah. is like the open world section. Hmm. That's yeah. Yeah. See, like stuff like that makes me more interested, like deciding to take down a caravan. If you can like size up the enemies and be like, I can take these on and get this gold or whatever. Yeah. Um and the more like exploration aspect of it is is yeah, it's more intriguing than, than previous some from software games for me. Yeah, because that's the one thing that I think it's cool that they're improving on. Because the old game, the previous games they've done, um, I mean, I think the only one I really haven't played is uh, Sekiro, but uh, like all the Dark Souls and Bloodborne too, they can feel static sometimes, you know, because enemies are just kind of there, like oh. they'll literally be standing there until they see you, and then they'll move. Or if they are moving, they're just kind of a predetermined route and they just do that until they see you and attack you <laughs> um, so this sounds like it won't be nearly as static which is exciting cool yeah i don't know i'm excited this is going to be one of the first you guys are I guess, convincing. Souls game you can call it <laughs> i'll be able to actually play like day one when everyone else is playing it i've always that been is... behind the wheel you know behind right. the times when it comes to these games so I'm always like, oh, this is cool. And then everyone's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did that already four years ago. So I'm excited <laughs> to finally be there. Day be one. there, yeah. Um, here's my question. Is it going to hit that release date? Sounds like they're pretty set in it. I feel like there's a quote. I don't know. I don't have it on hand, but then again developers will say that a lot of times so right <laughs> i mean at least there is a date now but usually with big games like this once you get the date you're like one or two delays away from actually getting the date <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know like from software's track record when it comes yeah, to i don't know either delays I don't, I feel like I haven't heard of them delaying stuff. Like they take forever uh, to announce but, stuff, but I don't think they delay stuff. Yeah. So I yeah. mean I'm hopeful. I'm excited. You guys think the tall redheaded lady is gonna be the new lady Dimetrescu, whatever her name was? <laughs> From Resident. I'm gonna be thirsty for her when she tells them on the sword <laughs> oh yeah i've actually already seen memes of that of that lady and lady dimiscu or whatever it is sorry resident evil fans like high-fiving each other or something or like winking at oh, each other. i can't remember what it was but yeah it seems like seems like it's gonna happen i already saw one a youtuber his name is iron pineapple he does Dark Souls. He's a Dark Souls YouTuber, you could say. Um, but he like immediately tweeted that screenshot. Said, "Oh, I wish that was me." And I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> I think his was more of a joke, and he actually said that he's she's going to be the new next lady. Right. Just do. do. <laughs> Shouldn't learn how to say her name, but <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Internet's good at internet. Yeah. It always does. I'm All excited, right. though. Sorry, I got to ask one more question. Okay. We've been talking about <laughs> the one, oh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> one thing for <laughs> way longer than I expected. Is this going to have to be a two-part two part podcast? Two-parter? No, there's, I mean, it's going to drop off quick, I feel like. (laughs) Well, quick though, Ryan, what is it going to take to convince you to play this game? Not much. Everybody just has to talk about how cool it is, and I'll get it. Okay, cool. (laughs) It's going to be cool. I I guess... All the cool kids are playing it. I saw the trailer, but I don't know if I saw any of the other stuff about it. Yeah, there's IGN has a ton of articles about it, so you could like skim those. They have a lot more detail. Mm-hmm. Like that's where I learned about the like the the souls of previous enemy thing that I was. Like, that's probably the most intriguing part so far to me. So yeah, it might be worth just skimming those. Yeah, there's a lot of details that we get put into the trailer that came out in that interview and press release and stuff. Different screenshots too. So. I'm pumped. Okay, we can move on. Sorry. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> I'll stop with the hype train. Um. Okay, we're gonna group. We can talk. You can mention Day of the Devs if you want, which is also part of the Summer Games Fest thing. Um, but we're also gonna uh, group. Oh, did you have something to say about it? Just one thing from Day of the Devs. Okay. I think Fan Fan Abyss looks awesome. That does look cool. That's like so the Indiana I, Jones that? one with the yeah. The one-time dungeons that appear, and when someone beats it, no one can beat that dungeon again. Yeah. What's it called? Phantom Abyss. It's uh, published by Devolver, and it's actually entering early access like next week. Okay. That that this one. This is part of the E3 that I missed, so I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say about all this the, stuff. The uh, Vocabulantis. Yeah. It looks really cool too. It's. This one, Curtis, is a stop motion video game, but it's like it's almost stop motion in the way that Cuphead was old time animation, where like it looks like you're watching a stop motion video while you're playing the game. Oh, weird! It looks really cool. And what's really crazy is there's actually two of those at the C3, because there's a Harold Halibut, which is also a stop motion game. So like it's like such a crazy idea, and there's already two people doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, good. Oh, I guess maybe this. Oh, this one the next day. So I'll stop. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's move on to Saturday, which had the Ubisoft Forward, the Gearbox E3 showcase, and the Games Beat session. Uh. There was actually one thing on Friday that I just want to mention. Oh, yeah, please do. The Tribeca Games Showcase. Okay, I didn't watch this one. So it had an extended look at Kena Bridge of Spirits, which might be one of my like most anticipated games right now. It comes out in August. Looks amazing. Do you guys know anything about that game? A little bit. I think I saw one of the first trailers or something. I remember thinking it looked really cool. Yeah, so it's kind of like... It gave me Ori vibes. 
Yeah, it kind of has Ori vibes, and it kind of looks like like Raya and the Last Dragon kind of like character design. The people, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the gameplay is like, uh, <laughs> there's like a Pikmin X aspect to it because you're like collecting these little spirit things called the Rot. And as you get more, you get like different abilities you can do with them. Um, anyway, so there's like for those guys, though. Yeah. Well, (laughs) apparently, yeah, originally they were bad. And then at some point they changed it, but didn't change the name. Hmm. Anyway, I just recommend go check out like the the video on that one. It just like visually, it's like one of the like. most striking games in a long time for me just because it's they're actually an animation studio who decided to make a game so the visuals are just like absolutely top notch it makes me a little nervous that will the gameplay actually live up you know to to what they're hoping because they're animators not game developers but anyway yeah so that was really cool and um they also, in that same thing, featured 12 Minutes. Do you, do you guys know that game? No. No. So, I don't know the whole story, but 12 Minutes is a game stars Daisy Ridley, James McAvoy, and Willem Dafoe. Mm, I did hear about this. Yeah. So, it's a time loop game where you're stuck in the same 12 minutes, and basically, in that 12 minutes, Daisy Ridley's character tells James McAvoy's character that she's pregnant, but then Willem Dafoe shows up and says, Daisy Ridley, you killed your dad, and then like beats them up. And there's like all these kind of different ways you can change the outcome. I don't really get what like the gameplay is. It's kind of just like interacting with objects and trying to like make things different. But uh, yeah, I think that game's pretty hyped mostly because of the cast and because. Um, I don't know. People like time loops, I guess. But that was shown off at Trimaker Games, and it it kind of intrigues me. But mostly, I just want to see how people react to it more than I want to play it myself. But uh, those are the main things I wanted to react. Is that to. like a? Is that the top down view too? Yeah. Uh-huh. The top down. Okay, I've seen screenshots of that one. Now that you mention it. Yeah, and it was it uh xbox too they revealed the uh release date at xbox because it's going to be on game pass um all right now saturday (laughs) great (laughs) ubisoft forward gearbox e3 showcase games beat session i'm not gonna lie i didn't look at anything the gearbox or games beat anything neither did i and um, I hear they weren't worth it anyway. Perfect. Ubisoft forward. Any big things that people want to talk about? I'll start. Um, I'm excited about Mario Rabbids 2. I think some people were expecting that. I wasn't. Uh, so that was one of my joke predictions, wasn't it? It might have been. <laughs> like at the yeah, end, we just said been, like, yeah. we, they said like throw out just other predictions. I'm pretty sure one of the ones I said was Mario Rabbids 2, which I guess I should have made that a real one. Then I might actually get some points, but (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, I also saw a very curious tweet from Jason Schreier where he said, hey, guys, remember when they first revealed Watch Dogs and they couldn't tell you what platforms it was on because the PS4 and the Xbox One weren't announced yet? Well, anyway, here's Mario Rabbids 2. That was his tweet. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure it means Switch Pro, but we still don't have Switch Pro. Like, oh man, how are they ever going to really announce the Switch Pro is my question at this point. Um, but anyway, that game, I'm really intrigued, but they, they kept saying like it has action elements in a tactics game and you can like run and grab bombs and throw them back and stuff. I wonder like how that really works in game. Like how flexible is that? I, and from the trailer, it seemed like it was pretty flexible. Yeah. But does that mean like there's not really turns or like when it is their turn you can still move your characters i don't know i i kind of wonder if it works like worms where like you can move anywhere on the map for five seconds after your turn's over oh interesting. that could work when the five seconds is up wherever you are you stay there you're stuck there yeah yeah that could be interesting um i had another question about that one the character that shows up at the end, the like rabid with the razor, like the and he's like green and like a like a leather jacket. Is that just a rabid, or is that supposed to be a Mario character? I don't that know. I don't remember. Yeah, good. I question. think in the the Nintendo Direct, they pointed that guy out. And said, who is this uh, or something like that? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And so I, I don't know if we know who that is. Okay, maybe it's just a new character they're introducing for this game. Because everyone like reacts all shocked to him. But I couldn't I couldn't tell if that's like we're shocked because Greg is here or <laughs> like we're shocked <laughs> because we have no idea who this is and he just saved us. Yeah, Yeah, cool that they got to make a second one of those because, like, that's a game that you can tell, like, you can easily tell is made with a lot of, like, passion and love. Like, they are so excited that they get to make a Mario game, the people who are making that. So I'm glad that they got to do it again. Yeah. Anything else Uh, from Ubisoft Forward you guys want to talk about? Yeah, actually, there's a, a few things from there that i just want to briefly mention uh rainbow six extraction i was actually really impressed at like how many new ideas there seemed to be in that and like the gameplay deep dive i was like oh like they're really trying to to make this like worth your money like they keep i don't know there's just a lot going on in that game actually that makes it seem like not just a spin-off mode for Rainbow Six Siege or just like marketing for Rainbow Six Siege. It seems like it, it actually stands on its own two legs as uh, as like a, a full fully realized game in its own right. Um, so I'll be interested to see how that's one's received. Um, I'm not like sold on it, but I'll be paying attention to it. Uh, Rocksmith Plus. Uh, I was impressed how much time they gave to that. <laughs> 
Um, I don't know, because it's a cool idea. Like, it could actually help you learn real guitar. Yeah. But in a Guitar Hero style. Um, but I was impressed that they, like, they treated it like this is a big game announcement. You know, I mean, Ubisoft kind of does that. There's, like, we're going to promote everything equally. We're always going to give time to Just Dance, even though, why do we even need to do that at E3? Um, but yeah, I mean, I was intrigued by that idea. I think, like, that seems like it could really help people that like go for it like they'll actually learn a lot i think so it's cool that i don't know to see something look so much like a game seem like it 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 will be so it will actually have the educational value it pretends to have because so often games are like yeah and it'll teach you programming or whatever but this like actually seems equally dedicated to teaching you guitar and being fun to play is there a difference between this one and Rocksmith like 2014? Yeah, so this one's like cross platform. Okay. And it also if you play it on your phone, it can use the mic to just play an acoustic guitar so you don't have to plug it in. Like you had to do with Rocksmith 2014. Um and it's like an ongoing subscription, so they're going to keep adding stuff to it. Um, and you, there's like a creator mode where you can create your own arrangement of a song that they've licensed and like publish it. And so people can learn your version of the song. Um, yeah, a lot of interesting little features like that. Yeah. Again, I don't think it's for everybody, but it's cool that they let it be in E3. Um, and then last one I want to mention from this is... Riders Republic actually caught my eye. Um, it's like a it's like an extreme sports MMO basically. So oh, you can... I thought it was about writing a novel. No, that would be way better. better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's um, and they feature Delicate Arch very prominently in that trailer. So go Utah and Bryce Canyon and National and Zion's National Park. Um. But yeah, I mean, that just looks like it would be fun to mess around in. Um, unfortunately, I don't know if it's worth $60, but I don't know. It looks like it'll be. It, it's intriguing to me. Like, I, It's one of those where it's like, I kind of wish I was a little more into this so I would like pay for yeah. it and play it. But it, as it stands, I'll probably just watch it from afar like the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh... And then I we should probably mention the Avatar game. Just that I don't know. Some some people treated that as a big announcement, but I don't know if it really is or not. I don't know anyone who's like into Avatar. I don't either. <laughs> to be totally honest. I don't hate it. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, I mean no. I don't know. <laughs> I just, yeah, but... I don't know. I know it like made tons of money at the box office and stuff when the movie came out, but I feel like that's all it did, and then it kind of just faded away. I don't know. Right. I don't know anyone who's like, yes, it's like finally I get to live in my favorite world, Avatar. I mean, James Cameron. <laughs> yeah. so the problem is at this, this point, I feel like at least, I guess groups. I interact with at all online or whatever. And you hear the word avatar, you think last airbender, mm-hmm. not the blue people. <laughs> right. What if it was, a I game just don't know. I don't know where 
it just mixed all of James Cameron's movies and the term the Terminator comes in on the Titanic to <laughs> terminate all the Navi in Avatar. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's the that. whole and you play as the as the Terminator. Tommy, is that the name? Oh. <laughs> you play as a Terminator. <laughs> it's actually a, a a multiplayer game where mm. there's Team Terminator and Team Nami or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you fight for Pandora. Yeah. And Pandora always loses. Terminator's too strong. It's too strong. Can't handle it. Unless Team Pandora manages to dive down to the bottom of the sea and find the sunken Titanic. There's some kind of crazy loot that'll let them win. I don't know. <laughs> what other James Cameron movies are there? I don't even know. I don't know either. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, it seems this joke has run its course. <laughs> Thanks, Ubisoft. <laughs> Thanks. But hey, that means they're getting this game out of the way so they can double down on whatever Star Wars game they're making. So that's why I'm excited for it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone buy the Avatar game. So that happens. <laughs> uh, like The most interesting thing about the Avatar game to me is apparently it's a first person open world, which there's not a lot of those like cyberpunk and the far cry games Far cry yeah interesting choice especially for a game that oh that's right that's true so there's big games oh yeah i always forget bethesda sorry bethesda you're right. There's actually a lot of open world <laughs> games, I guess. I think everyone wants to forget Fallout 76, right? So last one was Fallout 4. That was like five yeah. years ago. It's been a while. But especially Ubisoft, Ubisoft, sorry. They ex- they really emphasize the third person open world. Um, just with Assassin's Creed and, and Watch Dogs and Immortals and you know, they seem to, yeah. and especially like when you're playing as a character that's like not just a human, you'd think they'd want to lean into letting you see that character. But first person, you get it to is. See the blue hands, though. Yeah. Division, Ghost Recon, other third person open world games that Ubisoft has made. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It'll also be interesting to see if that really makes it in 2022 or not. They trying to get that to release with the movie? That would be, be that would be my guess, yeah. So did we just get a stealth release date for the new Avatar movie too? Uh, I think they have announced release dates for the next three Avatar movies. Oh. <laughs> That shows how much attention I'm paying to that. <laughs> well, I feel like they've announced them a thousand times. Yeah. And each yeah, time cur- they're like five to ten years in the future. So currently there are 
Avatar movie release date set for December 16th, 2022, December 20th, 2024, and December 18th, 2026. What's interesting is I typed Avatar into Google and I see Avatar 20, Avatar 2, Avatar 3, those are the 22, 24 films. And then it says Avatar, the Tolkien writer, 2025 films. So apparently the fourth one has a title. <laughs> but the second and third ones don't? I don't know. Yeah, James James Cameron does what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or is that a different thing? The twenty twenty five one. I don't know. It says release twenty twenty five. Anyway, I have no idea. Yeah, there's a yeah, hundred coming ahead. out. Go ahead and make that game, Ubisoft. <laughs> then make your Mandalorian Destiny game that we all know you're going to make after that. Sounds cool. I want a bounty <laughs> hunter destiny game for Star Wars. Um, uh, I think that's I think that's it for Ubisoft. Great. Let's go to Sunday. I guess the main thing is uh Xbox and Bethesda and Square mm-hmm. Enix at a back for blood thing, PC gaming show. Other stuff, but I have a feeling we'll mostly be talking about Xbox right now. Was Devolver not? Devolver was on Saturday. Yes, you're right, but it's not on the E3 schedule, so I forgot to mention it. But we can Um, talk about Devolver. A demon kissed my wife. That was my favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) I hate watching Devolver. I get I'm intrigued to do it every year. I so am I, but then like while I'm watching it, I'm like, just show a game already. <laughs> <laughs> like they're so snarky about like how much other companies waste your time, and I'm like, you're wasting my time right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny because like Devolver Games at least especially recently seemed to be like way more like thoughtful and like even slow and like artistic. And then they promote it with like this lady eating chili dogs while being lifted up by bodybuilders. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. It's a really interesting approach, but I don't even remember like what the games were. <laughs> now all I remember is the rest of the stuff. Uh, Demon Throttle is the uh, the game where it says a demon kiss my wife. Yeah, and that is that the one that's only physical. That There's is the not one. a digital. Release. Yeah, that's, physical exclusive. I thought that was a joke at first, but apparently that's real. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. I that all that being said, I like most Devolver digital games that I play. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and so, whatever. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like i watch it because i'm like there's gonna be stuff i like in here probably but i'm yeah. like uh do i have to endure all of this um but now i can't remember like what they even showed um oh death store list do you want me to just run through the list super fast yeah go for it i'm gonna do it real fast trek to yomi wizard with the gun inscription humble time uh, Demon Throttle, Death's Door, Phantom Abyss, 
and Shadow Warrior 3. Yeah, so, so it's on this list. I don't know if there's more, but yeah, of those two, Death's Door and Phantom Abyss. We already talked about Phantom Abyss, but Death's Door looks awesome to me. Like really tight combat, it seems. Um, interesting art style. I'm definitely going to be watching that one. And it's the the people who made Titan Souls, which was really well received. So, yeah, I'm excited about that one. Uh, Apparently, this Demon Throttle game was made by the people who made Gato Roboto, which I like. Yeah, I know. Pretty cool. Uh, this was not Devolver. I think this was shown back at Day of the Devs. But another game that I'm interested in, not totally sold on, but intrigued by, is Loot River, which is like an action roguelike, but you're on a river on these wooden platforms that are shaped like Tetris blocks, and you can move the platforms. So there's like a puzzle game aspect to it where you can actually avoid some fights if you can like lure them onto a platform and then jump to the next platform and then move it away and like around. So you can like get treasure chests without fighting enemies if you can move the platforms around where you isolate them away from the treasure and get yourself to it interesting blend of, of genres that looks interesting yeah so anyway that was devolver now we can go to sunday cool xbox square enix the others what do you guys think um i think xbox did a good job overall uh and everything saying play it on game pass or one on game pass you know, makes it all the more exciting because it feels like I don't even have to decide if I'm going to buy this or not. I could make one decision and play all these games. They're, Xbox is making a really good pitch, I think, right now. Um, and everybody said their biggest problem was not having exclusive games. And and they showed some pretty, pretty heavy-hitting exclusive games. So, yeah. I mean, uh, but they're on they're on PC too, but I guess that doesn't really matter. They'll still get your money even if you play on PC. Yeah, I don't think they're worried about that at all. I think they'll be happy if you get Game Pass and play it on your phone at this point. <laughs> right, if you do the cloud game, yeah. Yeah, they just want um, Game Pass. Yeah, so I guess highlight games for me. Um, First one, I don't think you guys care about, but I just have to mention Age of Empires 4 out October 28th. I did see that and I thought of you. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> that was my reaction. Is, oh, yeah, Paul's <laughs> going to be stoked. <laughs> um, and then um, Starfield, I was like, okay. <laughs> like, this is nothing. This is no information. This is a really pretty yeah. trailer, but. I still have no idea what this game is. It's basically saying it's Bethesda, guys. Like, it'll be good. Look, our it's engine is upgraded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's a little sad that the headline I've seen the most about Starfield is, is there a hint in the Starfield trailer about where Elder Scrolls 6 will be? Hey, yeah, <laughs> like, I was going to mention that too. Like, I was even sad. looking at the, like, in this screenshot, it's etched onto this side of the like, <laughs> control panel or whatever. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, where? And it's yeah, like, man. why Why did they invite that? Like, 
why put that in the in the trailer knowing that that's all everybody will latch on to like forget this game we're we're already just waiting for elder scroll 6 <laughs> yeah um yeah so that one wasn't too impressive but i i think halo had an impressive showing especially i think it was the next day they showed more of the multiplayer um yeah, i'm really excited about that actually i've been out of the halo scene for a long time but the fact that they're doing free to play multiplayer i think is really smart too yeah so that's going to bring in so many more players yeah <laughs> and the their their different approach to battle passes where it's like if you buy it you get to keep working on it until you finish it it doesn't like end with the season like Fortnite does yeah, that's cool um, and, too. And you can buy previous battle passes. They don't just like disappear. Um, I think, yeah, lots of smart decisions going on there. Because yeah, that's the first time I ever thought maybe I could buy a battle pass. Yeah. I still probably won't, to be honest. But whenever <laughs> I see other battle passes in other games, I'm just like, that's stressful. Like, I don't play yeah. this game enough to get any value out of that. And then it's just, it's gone. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think. Halo. And then Forza Horizon 5 actually was really impressive. That game looks awesome. Yeah, that yeah. that's probably the one that I was most excited about as well. And I I never really played Forza Horizon 4, but I like I I tried it and I watched someone right. play it for a bit and that is a game series that I was like, well, this is cool. I, I want to get into this. Right. And so and now is this is this on Xbox one too. I don't know. For some reason to me, that seems like the one game that would be an Xbox series X exclusive, but I feel like Xbox was trying to avoid that. So maybe it's not. Um, it's on Xbox one. Seems like, okay. It seems like it could be a really cool showcase for, you know, the power of the Series X. But yeah, I mean, I think it will be. Not worried just, about that as much. Scale it back. I mean, what they were showing was already really impressive. So, like it, it. I don't know. Even though they're also putting on Xbox One, I don't think it's holding back the Series X version. Yeah. One one good. thing that was interesting to me is. That trailer very clearly showed off the new Ford Bronco being in this game. But I never heard them say Ford Bronco. They kept talking about some other car in the game. But then like every other shot was the Ford Bronco. But I never heard them say and featuring the brand new Ford Bronco. Maybe I just didn't hear it. Hmm. But yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. And and the and the modes they showed were actually really intriguing to me. The like um like open world event mini games that it like dynamically invites your friends to automatically if it knows they have played that before like that was all like really interesting and then the like campaign where you're like searching for new spots and i don't know yeah i was really impressed by that trailer and i i watched it just to be like i don't know this is their big game so i just want to see what it's doing and then i walked away being like okay yeah like that was a really good pitch for that game yeah. What is it about car uh, games that like look the most realistic to me? 
Yeah, I guess it must be easier to make cars look photorealistic. That's true. <laughs> well, I guess you're not you're not dealing with faces, and faces I yeah. think are the hardest thing. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And also, when you start driving too, I feel like it's probably a bit easier to process. Everything's just kind of a blur as you drive. I don't know. Right. I do remember hearing or reading an article. I can't remember what it was, but where it talked about like people say they can tell when something is like CG and mm-hmm. it's really only when it's like a person or a creature. Cause that's like mm-hmm. the hardest thing for people to like, it's hard to trick us. Cause we're so familiar with like those movements and what's natural right. and stuff. But like, the same people who thought they could like pick out what CG was didn't realize that like almost all grass in movies is like CG and like right. all the plants <laughs> and like everything yeah. that like doesn't have as much movement to it. They've basically perfected at this point. And now right. just these like weird creatures and human movements are the ones that they can't get down. Right. And oh, so I guess yeah. that makes sense. Um, and then I guess the last thing to talk about, uh, uh, you guys might have other ones, but the last highlight for me was Redfall, which I just really liked the character, like the hero characters they introduced in Redfall were all like really intriguing and, and unique. They didn't like, I mean, they were kind of tropey a little bit, but didn't fall immediately into like oh that's Widowmaker from overwatch you know they they were unique enough that i couldn't just immediately say they were this character from another game um lots of cool power showed off i i mean that was a hundred percent just a cgi trailer so who knows what the actual gameplay is like but i i was sold on on those main characters they showed in that trailer Cool. Are you stoked about party animals? Oh yeah, I mean that looks funny, and funny that to me. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> it did um, that had like a beta on Steam or something, and I remember it being a big deal on Twitch sometime last year during its beta. Um, so yeah, I think that I never heard you of know, it before. That could be the next, you know, Fall Guys Among Us, like party streamer game that kind of lives on just through you know a community that that loves it yeah i think it did look really funny is it highlights for me oh sorry go for it well i'll go since so we don't have to end xbox on a downer (laughs) like i like Xbox is cool and all, but I still feel like there's, I don't know, so, like, I guess I'm one of the people who needs to be convinced that I need Game Pass or, mm. like, need an Xbox. But maybe it's just, maybe I'm just not their target audience. So I, I just don't, like, I want to be excited for Xbox, but. I'm not that excited. I feel bad saying it, but I don't know what to do. I think Forza Horizon 
five looks really cool. Party animals does look cool, but I imagine party animals might come out on everything else. That's a good point. I don't know. I could. I don't know. I don't mean to be a downer, but like, I don't really have much to say about Xbox, and maybe that's just because I've never had an Xbox. Uh, I was. I don't know. They kind of have their game vibe. I don't know their type of game, almost like how PlayStation has their big first-person narrative-heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their exclusives, you know, for like stuff like Halo and all the Bethesda stuff. It all kind of falls into the same kind of field, you know. Yeah. Same mm-hmm. kind of category to me. And if that's not your type of game, then. Xbox probably wouldn't be super exciting, but sorry, everyone. I see what you mean. I've let you all down. I look at this list, and the only two, uh, yeah, I'm like the party animals is like that looks like a Ryan game right there. (laughs) (laughs) I bet people are like, I don't know. There's some cool announcements. I like the Outer Worlds announcement. That's exciting to me. I was happy to see that the first one did well. I didn't play hardly any of it, but I don't know. For whatever reason, I was I like that game, even though I never played it. Uh, if you guys <laughs> ever have games like that, but I was like, yeah, I'm like cheering for it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that one looked cool to me. That was the one announcement that, for whatever reason, also it's a next gen only title, so I'm not gonna be playing it. But good for them, you know. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I don't want to see Xbox fail or anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the other one was uh, Diablo 2, that remake. Mm. Oh, yeah, that got dated. Yeah, I enjoyed Diablo 3 pretty well. So. And Diablo that 2 is supposed cool. to be Diablo 2 is supposed to be the masterpiece. So. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's on Switch, too, right? I think that was three. Are are you uh, talking about this one is coming out Diablo on Switch? Two. I think it's coming out on Switch. Okay, that makes sense. I think yeah. this showcase Checking was just out. to show it off, going at 4K and everything. But I have to double check. Yeah, those are my exciting things. Um, anything to say about Square Enix? <laughs> uh. You guys watch the what is the, even the title of that game? Tales of a Stranger, Final Fantasy Zero. That was it was. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't even watch that, but apparently the yeah. demo like couldn't even play on PS5 for a while or something. You gotta watch the the trailer, man. That was one of the I don't know. I'm sorry if anyone's excited for this game, but that was like one of the cringiest like try hard edgiest trailers i've seen in a really long time it took me back do you remember in like the 2000s on the xbox 360 and playstation 3 when all the games got really quote-unquote hardcore and everything was kind of brown and dark Uh, it took me back to those days and like all the protagonists were kind of like white dudes with just kind of shaved heads buzz cuts yeah yeah, I this, saw like oh my gosh. Someone's reaction uh, to it was like you guys let Final Fantasy 15 succeed too much and now Square Enix will never make a woman again. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. 
<laughs> it just looks so weird because like the other characters in the game have like armor that you could look at it and you take a second probably but you look at it okay like, i can see final fantasy and then that guy is just there in like jeans and a t-shirt with that giant <laughs> sword on his back it just looks so out of place it's so funny and then he just went on and on about killing chaos and how he needs to kill chaos and how that's all he thinks about is killing <laughs> chaos. He said it so many times. <laughs> I can, I'm sorry. I was just rolling my eyes constantly. <laughs> he had so many one-liners and all these like, uh, kill animations, you know, where like, there's kind of like this wolf enemy and he grabbed its jaws and like went to rip it open. And it's like, stay down. Like, feel the pain <laughs> I kept saying stuff like that like every time he was like he would like hit him with his big sword and then put his sword away and grab him and rip him apart and then say something like that so I was just like oh my gosh dude then the, it showed the big bad and he's like oh I don't go by that name now I am chaos I'm like oh my gosh it's chaos you better kill him like yeah. if you want a fun time watch the trailer it's pretty funny can't wait. Apologies again to anyone who's excited about that game, but I just couldn't handle it. <laughs> um, uh, just qu real quick, confirm Diablo 2 is coming to Switch. Oh, That's cool. all. I don't know if I will play... I, I need more convincing on the Guardians of the Galaxy game. But I want to yeah. like it. Like, yeah. I... I but I, I just like the trailer. It kind of reminds me of when I saw the trailer for uh, what is the Pokemon game coming out? Arceus Legends Pokemon. What is it called? Legends Arceus. Yeah. Ar Legends. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know how to say that name. Um, yeah. When I saw that trailer, I was like. On pen and paper, this sounds like what everybody wants but when i look at the trailer it doesn't look like it's gonna hit the mark yeah that's exactly my reaction yeah because when avengers came out everyone was like why isn't it just a story based first like single player game why did you have to make it a looter shooter and yeah. guardians of the galaxy feels like here's what you wanted jerks <laughs> 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 and I had the same reaction. I watch it and I'm like, looks kind of boring. <laughs> I just, after Avengers, I can't, you know, I don't know if yeah. I'm the only one who feels this way, but I'm the only, I feel like I can't be excited for it until it comes out and see how it's actually received after Avengers happened. I, yeah. I could see that. I, I think there's a chance that I could be convinced to play this game. And I think there's a chance that it could be really fun. And I don't know. I played Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which at the heart of it is just kind of like a campy comic book story. Right. Which is all I want a lot of the yeah. time. Um, And I basically enjoyed mashing buttons for a while until I finished the story. And so I could see myself liking this but i don't know if it's going to be a spider-man yeah i highly doubt it, it will be a yeah. spider-man 
doesn't feel like it has the same amount of polish to it you know yeah yeah it kind of that was my reaction like it doesn't feel like it has its own heart it's just like okay we'll make guardians of the galaxy movie tie-in video game but but we can't use the same characters like image so we'll change the way they look a little bit but we'll still have 80s music and like the exact same dynamic between the characters yeah maybe that's what it is it's almost like a uncanny valley effect where yeah it looks like it should be like the movie but they couldn't do it like the movie so they changed it just enough so it's not the movie now it feels off i think that was the same complaint that the avengers game had where all the characters just looked a little off i don't know yeah there were yeah. random details that I don't know why I was nitpicky about it, but like <laughs> Rocket Raccoon's goatee. It's like that seems weird to me. I don't know why. <laughs> like, I don't know why this those little details threw me. Star Lord's like eyes on his visor threw me off for some reason. Yeah. Like Drax and Gamora don't look anything like they do in the movies. And they didn't bother me at all. Right. So even though a lot of people apparently are hating on Jax's look, Drax's look, Jax, Drax, which, you know, yeah. subjective. Drax and Jack. That one didn't bother me as much. <laughs> Draxter. Yeah, Drax and Jaxter hit PlayStation video game. <laughs> um, all right. Should we move on to Monday? Yeah. There's, there's nothing really to say about this day. But I have one thing to say. On Monday, we had Verizon and Television, Take Two Interactive Panel, Mythical Games, Indie Showcase, Freedom Games, Capcom, and Razer. Um, on Monday, I had a bit of free time at the same time the Capcom presentation was. And... I feel like I wasted my time. What I heard. But I didn't even borrow. They, they, they like spelled it out for you what they were going to do. They said they were only going to talk about three things and they only talked about three things. <laughs> and they talked about the three things they said they were going to talk about. <laughs> and I think they said that before the presentation at the beginning of the presentation and I still wondered why I watched it. So they win E3, right? Yeah. It was the best. It changed my life. But I don't know. Awesome. I feel like that is like the essence of E3. Is everybody's expecting something huge from every company. And I think some people use this as just like a platform to talk about whatever. Right. And I think I wasn't really that disappointed. I I just like, I don't know. I could have just heard them say, Hey, we're going to talk about resident evil eight. And that's all I needed to know. Like I didn't have to watch it to know they were talking about resident evil eight is a good game that people like, and we're making more content. Right. They did mention yeah. the new multiplayer mode, but they didn't really, like... I don't know. 
I don't really know what I'm saying. Like, I don't know why I'm I keep talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like this is the example of of it having an impact on some companies. Yeah. And they talked about Monster Hunter stories again, which was weird. Yeah. And then they talked about Ace Attorney prequels, which they did have a character named... I I might be getting this wrong. Herlock Sholmes or something like that. Sholmes or something? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Incredible. I think that's pretty funny, honestly. So top maybe, top tier stuff, yeah. <laughs> maybe they won me over. <laughs> Does anybody have anything to say about Monday's showcase? I don't actually was good. interested to hear about some of the other consoles that are coming out, and then I totally forgot to look into it. So I'll have to look into it later. <laughs> then television, whatever it's called. Is this where did Atari have anything? They have a thing coming out. The VCS. Yeah. That happened on Monday? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't watch it. It's the story of Monday. I don't even know if they were there. (laughs) (laughs) But those are just things that have like a passing interest just to see how it pans out. Just because not every day that some other company comes back with a new brand new console, you know? True. Um, All right. Let's get into today, or I guess people will be listening. This will come out on Thursday, but we're recording it today, Tuesday. Um, Tuesday. Today was Nintendo, Bandai Namco, Eureka, and that was it. I didn't. I don't know. Did anyone watch Bandai Namco? I was just gonna ask if anyone watched anything besides the Nintendo Direct. <laughs> I did not. I did not, but I heard they were pointless. Okay. <laughs> All right, Nintendo Direct. Nintendo! What's everyone's thoughts on this? Yeah. Nintendo remembers what E3, what people liked about E3. Good job, Nintendo. <laughs> they also remember big announcements. what everybody likes about Nintendo Directs compared to their <laughs> last one. <laughs> right, very true. So good job, Nintendo. You did it. You did the thing that people wanted. You don't you don't do that pretty frequently, but you did it this time. Good job. Oh man. Does anyone have a list for this one? I feel like we should just go in order on this one again. I'm trying to find the whole list. I keep finding lots of the biggest five announcements or whatever i have my own personal list of uh games that i'll definitely buy right away games i'm excited about games that i'll buy anyways and games that i might check out i'll buy anyway (laughs) but if we if we want to go in order uh, you guys excited about the new Smash character? Was it yeah? That was first. I am not that excited, but huh. 
I like Super Smash. Did you ever Brothers? play Tekken? I never did. You did. play Tekken back in the day? Okay. I used to play Tekken with my brothers growing up. So when I saw someone carrying Ganondorf up to a cliff with a volcano, I was like, oh my gosh, I know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> I got pretty stoked, actually. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of people were excited about this one, and that's all I want usually. <laughs> I'm just excited to see because they did like a quick uh, montage of his moves. It almost looks like they somehow pulled in like his whole move set from Tekken. They had the whole ten hit combo in there somehow. So I'm really excited <laughs> to see how that actually pans out. I... He's got some iconic moves from his like his kick, little spinny kick that he moves along on the floor and stuff. Yeah. Not that big into Tekken, you can tell because I don't. I call it a spinny kick that moves along the floor instead of the actual name. But um, <laughs> I'm excited though. I will say, I like this is cool. But even characters from fighting games that I have played, like Ryu and Ken, it, their moveset are a little less exciting to me. Because it's basically, how yeah. can we make this accurate to their previous game instead of, like, let's pull history from this character and make that their moves. And th that Sorry. always excites yeah. me a little bit more. It's more of, like, an interpretation of the character instead of just a port. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. All right, I have the list Sad. in order. If you guys want me to Perfect. go through, oh, in order. Okay. Yeah. Um. So the first one was the Kazuya character. Oh, Smash real Bros. quick, one more thing about that. Yes. I two girls, they're two and four years old, were watching this with me today. So I felt kind of weird because he was just like dropping people into a volcano <laughs> the whole time. Anyway, <laughs> it got to the end where he tries to drop Kirby down, and. Four-year-old, her favorite color is pink. So if anything is pink, it's immediately her favorite thing ever. <laughs> so Kirby gets dropped, and she freaks out. And my so my two-year-old also is like, "Oh no!" They're both like, "No!" And I was like, <laughs> "I could already tell what was going to happen." So I was like, "Wait for it! Wait for it!" And then when he floated up and away behind him, they thought it was pretty funny. So, <laughs> that was, was a, a good ending. That's awesome. It was like, a, I honestly was thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> I'm just dropping everybody into the volcano. <laughs> Pretty great. All right, next up we had all the Life is Strange games are coming to Nintendo Switch. Or a lot of them. Most of them. Great. I think they'll do well there. Perfect. Good job, guys. Great fit. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Square Enix one that was announced, also coming to Nintendo Switch. It's a cloud version though, right? Cloud, mm, yes. yes. Which Square Enix is the only publisher doing cloud versions on switch in the west which i find interesting but they keep doing it someone must be buying them i feel like this is a i don't know is there a huge audience who only has a switch and no other gaming platform no there is not <laughs> that's i mean Yes, there is, but it's not the people who would want these games. 
Yeah, no. and if they if they do want these, maybe it's a small because it it kind of reminds me of like a a Tony Hawk situation where I played Tony Hawk on N sixty four because I just had an N sixty four, only to realize years later mm. that the graphics and music and everything was way better in the PlayStation version. Yeah. And so I don't maybe know. I don't know. And there's probably other like. It's more casual fans, casual people who play games, you know, I only have a switch. Yeah. Maybe would want to play these kind of bigger AAA games that don't have anywhere else to play it. So yeah. Cool that they're putting it it's on. Probably it's probably there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The next three announced were Worms Rumble, Astria Ascending, Two Point Campus. Great. Great. <laughs> Worms. I haven't played a Worms game in a long time, but I have good memories of Worms. It, this one is interesting because it's not turn-based. Yeah, it's a real-time shooter. It's on PS5. It was a PS Plus game. Mm. Or PS4. I don't I don't remember. I tried it. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, Next, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. I played the first two super monkey ball games a lot when they came out and they have a fond memory in my heart monkey target one of the mini games and the first super monkey ball is the only game i could get my siblings to play with me and so i will probably buy this this, this is a remaster of the first three super monkey ball games so Okay, but I don't know how many people are excited about this, but I'm one of them. So (laughs) this announcement made me a little sad because I saw bananas and they made it. Yeah, Donkey Kong, it's happening. (laughs) And then it said 20th anniversary. I'm like, no, that's not right. And then it was Monkey Ball. (laughs) Well, I think most people agree Super Monkey Ball is better than Donkey Kong. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe that. No one believe me. Um, don't cancel Riot. <laughs> yeah. But I do. I do legitimately like Super Monkey Ball. It's such a weird, unique game, and it, it it's weird that they like Super Monkey Ball had a bunch of mini games, and Super Monkey Ball Two had even more mini games, and so they really cashed in on just like multiplayer stuff. Nice. Next, Mario Party Superstars. Ooh. I will buy this. There's a good chance I'm going to buy this too. Um, maybe we can... feel silly buying it because part of me is like, I might just sell Super Mario Party and just buy this. <laughs> I don't know if I'm if I would ever play Super Mario Party again. True. I, I it all depends for me. If this uses N64 rules and not just N64 maps and mini games, yeah, I will prefer I this over that too. everything. If this uses newer altered rules, I might not be as excited about this one. But as of now, I am hoping for some more uh, 50 turn Mario parties with you, Curtis. Uh, uh, I did played think it that, though. I had the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
I was gonna say they played it in the Treehouse Live. They probably answered that question. They probably did. I did not have time to watch the Treehouse Live. Yeah. Same. Same. I had the same my feelings, Ray. And and one thing I was worried about was the dice. Mm. In the sixty-four games, they rolled up. You could roll up to a ten. And on the cover art, Mario's holding up a die. On the top number is a ten. Feeling more optimistic after I looked into it just a little bit. We did it. This time it's going to be a dice up to 100. I hope they have, uh, was it the second one that had the dual games? Oh, yeah, that was fun. Oh, man, I love those. Those are so much fun. <laughs> All right. Next we have Metroid Dread. Oh, yeah. Excited for this one. Looks awesome. So I did watch the Treehouse Live after of this one, and it really sold me. It looks super cool. The All whole right. mechanic of the the Emmy or whatever they're called that are like following you through the level kind of reminds me of Celeste when you have like your shadow version following you. So you have to like it turns platforming into kind of a puzzle where you have to find the route yeah. that doesn't cross that route. Um, and then like the weapons look cool. And then the whole thing where you get like the Omega cannon or something that you can only use once, but it like shifts the camera. So it becomes like a third person shooter just for that one shot. It, it just is a cool effect uh, cool. overall. looks really cool. Yeah. Will this get you to play super Metroid Paul? Uh, Probably not. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't like. It's just, uh, I I don't know. I because this is the conclusion of the five part saga. You're right. Of Metroid Dread. <laughs> that uh. If I get you a copy, got to of yeah. Metroid. I won't even make you play the Game Boy and the NES version. But if I got you a copy of Metroid Zero Mission. Metroid 2 on the 3DS, Super Metroid, and Metroid 4. Would you play all of those before this comes out? Yes. Probably not. (laughs) Yes, you would. (laughs) Oh, I mean, absolutely drop everything. Uh, they also yeah. said in the in the development history video that played right before the Treehouse Live that they're going to have a prologue video at the beginning of the game. And if you watch that, it, it won't matter if you've played the other games, you'll have be caught up in the story. So what if I just do that? That really made me feel bad about myself. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there's not a ton of story in some of these games. <laughs> the second one is like, she hunts down the Metroids and that's essentially the plot. <laughs> that's all that happens. They're all such great games, though. I I think if this one looks interesting to you, Paul, I think the one I would recommend is Metroid Fusion on the Game Boy Advance. Because that one has a lot of... Metroid Fusion vibes. Yeah, that one has a lot of horror elements in it. They said a lot that this was connected to metroid fusion i can't remember if they said it was a sequel like yeah they mentioned fusion a lot yeah metroid fusion is metroid 4 yeah okay so you guys are like 
way into the Nintendo world. So let me give you a perspective from people outside the Nintendo world that made me laugh a lot. All right. So my brother, so people in my Discord are not big Nintendo fans. And so like my brother and one of his other friends who's in our Discord, they, their reaction was, I can't believe they're just skipping Metroid 4 and making five like <laughs> is this really no. happening <laughs> and i'm like well like because they said right before like we're still making metroid prime 4 but here we go we have another game mm. and then it starts with metroid 5 <laughs> no that makes sense so, like, yeah, if, yeah. You, if you don't know the whole that. history of nintendo <laughs> this is super confusing <laughs> and mm-hmm. so i had to explain to them like i don't i haven't played these games but i at least know enough to know like they're separate series, but like they were like, they could not believe that Nintendo was like, that game's hard to make. We're just going to skip it and make five already. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I like the uh, idea that they're just like, uh, I mean, it's still a thing, but we're quitting. Here's the fifth one. <laughs> the team That's making a, the fifth one got their done a lot faster. So we're just going <laughs> to release it. No spoilers. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so that was a good moment (laughs) that's good i'm very excited for this i'm so stoked um i i kind of wish that they didn't go the 3d art style though that's all i'll say did you play did you play the one on 3ds i did and i was kind of sad about it on that too I so, really enjoyed how that game played, actually. So I'm kind of yeah, excited it, it to see was great and fun. A lot of the, the counter attack and everything too is there. Uh, what what surprised me most about this game is it's a full sixty dollar, so it must be pretty big, like a lot of content. Because when they first introduced it, I was like, oh, this is like a I don't know. I was expecting like a $40 like this is a smaller thing, but I guess Nintendo doesn't do that very much. But yeah. if someone... yeah. I think it'll be as big as something that's like Pikmin 3 or something like that. Where it's not yeah. going to be a 40-hour experience, but Nintendo feels justified in charging you $60 right. because of probably for the name alone. Record game and Yeah. <laughs> decade and a half or something <laughs> and it's everyone been, will buy it it's been 19 years they kept saying in the treehouse live 19 years since oh. the last 2d metroid well metroid fusion do they not count i guess since the last one in the series that's not a real yeah game. since i think them original yeah since the last since the last time they added to the story basically i guess yeah all right, moving on. Just, Just dance. Real quick though. Twenty twenty two. Anyone? People that are excited for this one, it might be worth going back and playing Fusion. I don't know why people don't like Fusion as much as other Metroid games, but I think people don't like. Great, need to play it. That it has. I don't know actually, because they tried to add a bunch more story in Metroid Fusion, but I thought it was good. Man, the SA is that what it was called? The SAX? Yeah, that's that was scary. Uh, I was like, 
10 or 11 when I played that game, and I had to like pause it and take breaks because it scared me so much. <laughs> it was too intense. And I immediately got the same vibes with the robots in this one. That's all. I'm pumped. Yeah. Stop interrupting. No, it's okay. You just in interrupted Just Dance 2022. <laughs> well. Cruise and Blast is the next game. <laughs> I didn't know they were still making cruising games. Oh, is this like a like a cruise in USA? Is that it's, in USA? It's yeah. got the uh signature apostrophe between the S and the N. <laughs> and so I'm pretty sure it is, but I'm not sure. It's a racing game. It looks yeah. Here it is. Yeah. Had a flying unicorn. I know, yeah. Something else that my four-year-old was excited about. <laughs> that's not a game that's like out somewhere already. Because they were like, Cruise and Blast is coming. I was like, is it's this on PC or something? is when it comes out. Yeah. So, it, But it's not, it's not a port. I don't think right? so. Yeah. Just the way they worded it no. made it sound like I knew what this game was, and now it was coming to Switch. But anyway, sure. Good for them. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it on Wikipedia. All right, so it is part of the Cruisin' series. Wow. Okay, that's more exciting then. And I thought there was only three. There's actually six games. Oh, Cruisin' Blast came out in 2017. What is this game? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Um, where does it say what it was on? The new entry, Cruise and Blast, licensed by Roth Rills by Nintendo, was released January 2017. It must have been a Wii U game. Just going to port absolutely everything, aren't we? Well... There you go. There you go. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot plus a new Power Awakens Switch version. Cool. Great. Cool title. Cool. Mario yeah. Golf Super Rush. Can't wait. Cool. Yeah, they're they're making a good case for that game. Speed Golf and Battle Golf both look hilarious, and Golf yeah. Adventure looks super funny. Yeah. It does look like a lot more to it than I thought originally. Yeah. Monster Honey Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin with your Monsties. Monsties. The, the game of E3, obviously. Yeah. They put it everywhere. It's a big deal. <laughs> Alright. If, if people remember the last episode, uh, Chance time exclusive when I saw that someone got a survey for WarioWare. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. It happened. It happened. WarioWare, get it together. WarioWare is probably the greatest video game series of all time. <laughs> and the Switch demanded that a WarioWare was made for it. The Wii U also demanded it, but they kind of didn't really deliver because they just made game and wario i don't know this looks great it looks hilarious and the co-op is interesting yeah i yeah. 
I might have mixed feelings about the cursor based mini games. Yeah, I kind of felt right. the same instead way. Of, instead of motion. Yeah, I feel like they could have done... Or just, you gotta find it and push the A button. Yeah. That was just so perfect as it was, you know? I think they could have, I and maybe they will, but they made a huge deal about Switch's HD rumble. And I think that could have been utilized in a Warrior game, but... I don't know. Watching you try to squeeze a tube of toothpaste with your cursor also looks great to me. So <laughs> I'm and not plucking that guy's armpits. Yeah, plucking his. That's armpits. My favorite mini game. It's the armpit uh, game. I was intrigued. They said in the middle, like different characters will will play the same game differently because they have like a mm. different action button. Um. Like they showed the example of like one guy was jumping back and forth on the tray of apples, and then another guy was like shooting at it from below. Yeah, I wonder how much that will be a thing, or if that will just play sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes in most WarriorWare games, the there's like sets of mini games that are themed around the characters. Mm, okay. Or the character each character represents a different mechanic in the game and so my guess is that there'll be some games that just have wario and some games that just have ashley and just games that have like jimmy or something and then like in all the wario games you'll eventually get to levels where they mix and match those ones uh, okay yeah I told you, um, Nintendo, I would pay $100 for this, and I still will. So, here's also the thing. charging $50. Yeah, this is, the only, this is the only one that's below the 60 point. So, I, I don't know what that means. Survey. And throw one away. <laughs> can, I, can I have the second one, though? <laughs> you may look through my what garbage, but I will right, not let me know when you throw it out. <laughs> okay. Um, Shin Megami Tensei 5 looked cooler than I had thought what this game was, but also still not interested. But the interesting thing about this one is they announced Shin Megami Tensei 5 at the like Switch reveal event in 2017. Mm, I did not remember so that. So fans oh, okay. have been waiting for this for like five years or four years. And so, someone out there that makes is, sense, just, is just thrilled with this. Because <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty long gameplay trailer, I thought. Well, yeah. This has a pretty big uh, fan base, right? Yeah, like, it's up there with, like... Does. Well, isn't Persona, like, a spinoff of Shin Megami Tensei or something that like that? Right. Like, they're, like, related. Yeah. They yeah, seem very so... similar, so I imagine they are. Yeah, Atlas, yeah. same publisher. Yeah, so yeah, Persona, also known as Shin Megami Tensei Persona outside of Japan. Yeah, so there, yeah. So yeah, this has a fan base out yeah. there. And I like the idea of like collecting the demons into your party. Like, that's, I don't know. I guess it's because it's like Pokemon, but yeah, but funnier. 
have to yeah like satisfy like the yeah i don't know it was like kind of like a lion looking monster yeah like i need your help or something <laughs> it like bites you and it's like i'm satisfied yeah i like the idea that you have to do different things to recruit them right um and i also like the idea that it's like this super like edgy protagonist character with her huge blue hair and she's walking around with like a snowman and a pile of goo fighting <laughs> other demons like <laughs> her squad yeah <laughs> um all right i'm not gonna go in order anymore and i'm just gonna group all the ones that we don't really have much to say about probably i'm guessing okay sounds good Danganronpa, Doom Eternal, Ancient Gods Part 1, Mario Rabbids, we already talked about, Strange Brigade, Brigade I can't say this word, Brigade. <laughs> Brigade. <laughs> um, anyone have anything to say about those? No. I think we kind of mentioned most of those already anyway. Yeah. And here's... I know Danganronpa has fans, so good for them. Yeah. I don't know anything about it, but... Here's two that I have one sentence to say about each of them. Fatal Frame, Maiden of Black Water. I want to like Fatal Frame. It looks... I like the style. I like the idea that you're taking pictures of demons to make them go away. I heard this game was rated poorly, but I might give it a shot. Is this on GameCube, or is this something different that I'm thinking of? This was a Wii U port. Oh, okay. Is there another spooky game on GameCube that people really liked? Luigi's Mansion. They want to come back. Has ghosts. I don't think it's that one. <laughs> oh, is it the uh, rare one? I mean, I don't know. I swear it had a camera mechanic like this did. Uh, I think Fatal Frame is an old series. Yeah. And I think they were mostly on PlayStation, now. but maybe it was on GameCube too. I feel like this is a GameCube exclusive and I had like insanity meter kind of thing where oh, it would start doing weird things to your game. About. It I is don't know what it's called. Not Fatal Frame, but Okay. I Yes, someone is screaming at Someone us. email us at chance time podcast at gmail.com and let us know. Um the other one is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2 Switch version. Part of me kind of wanted to get this in my dreams. I won't actually get this because I already own it somewhere else. But like part and, of uh, me, because I had it on N64, makes me also want to get it on Switch. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It so, also doesn't look as good on Switch. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, long-time <laughs> listeners of the podcast know that I care less about like graphical fidelity stuff. But this was one time where I was like, Ooh, that's looking rough, you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the textures loading in on people's faces. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm sure it'll run fine when you're like actually skating. But yeah, it's just, it's a pretty <laughs> noticeable downgrade. All right. Advance Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp. Ooh. Yeah. This. I'm excited for this. Like, I did not play the original Advance Wars, but 
I have played a lot of other games that in following their fandom, everybody is like, we need another Advance Wars. So to go back to the roots will be exciting. I think it's a smart move to remaster the first two as well. Gauge interest and stuff. I feel like they could easily say, oh, people really liked it. Let's make a new one. Yeah. Uh, have you guys played or seen Wargroove, the like indie game that is basically Advance Wars? Seen haven't and played it. to play, but I have not played it. Yeah, I've played some of it. I got it like in a humble bundle or something. And uh, I actually re-downloaded it today after this trailer. I'm like, I need to play more of that because I like liked it, but then something else came out and I got distracted. So, yeah, this and I really like the style they've given this in the yeah the reboot. I love the animation on the CEOs. Yeah, but like it's like okay. anime plus like miniatures. Like they almost look like toys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a cool style. I think yeah, of this... it as like that's the the war map, you know, that you're yeah when your troops on. It looks yeah, great. But all the like super anime intros of them like pointing and the camera spinning around. Yeah, that, this is exciting. Yeah. This will be cool. I remember. I pretty sure that was a thing on the original too. Obviously, yeah. not that animated and right. Yeah, um, they've always been that style, out. though. Yeah. Yeah. No, it felt like a natural progression to have him actually like a hand-drawn look to him. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. I'm in your same boat, Paul. I never played these, but I've always heard great things, and I feel like I really like strategy games. And so this is right up my alley. And everybody loves these games. And so yeah. obviously I have, like, I'm intrigued by them, and now that they're coming out on Switch, I want to play them. And it, it seems like a perfect, um, like both on the TV and on the go. Yeah. You know, sometimes Switch games lean just one way or the other, but this would work great either way. All right. And then they ominously said. This last segment will be our last announcement for the day. And then Skyward Sword talked about Age of Calamity expansion pass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Between this and then showing Ganon in the beginning. Oh, or yeah. Ganondorf. Like, it was like such a Zelda troll. <laughs> yeah. Um, real quick about this, though. As you know, I still have not found my Switch and don't think I ever will. If and when I buy a new Switch, which since they didn't announce the Switch Pro, might happen sooner than later. <laughs> um, I think I will rebuy Age of Calamity just to play this expansion pass. Because I uh, had a lot of fun with Age of Calamity and... I don't know. It it's a great it was like a great lunchtime game where I'm on my my lunch break and I eat and then I'm like, well, I got 20 minutes to kill and I could fit like two missions in. All right. I did think the like ancient guardian nunchuck things was a really funny 
and like pretty cool weapon to add. Yeah. And uh, is Zelda on the bike playable? She has to be, right? Most likely, I'm guessing, because the point of those games is to make everything playable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that seems pretty cool. <laughs> All right. Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword was announced next when everyone realized, okay, they did mean segment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hope. Hope showed again. Yeah. We've talked about this before, I think, in the last Nintendo Direct thing we did, but I will buy this and I will try to beat it. And. But that'll be mostly for my curiosity of this history, this part of Zelda history. Right. Yeah. It looks like it runs really well, too sure it was running at 60 frames per second silky smooth to me yeah i've been thinking about buying because i still have my wii u so i'm kind of i've been debating is like well if i really want to play it i could pay 20 dollars and get the wii version we talked about this 60 dollars last time i think which one and i think we did as you know you always are allowed to borrow the copy that i bought from you (laughs) Of Skyward Sword. Yeah. <laughs> but then I could buy the Switch version. It'll run and look better. Yeah. If you were me, you Let's... would do that. Because that is how I always think. Kind of what I'm leaning towards still. We'll see, though. Will you play this, Paul? Sword. Yeah. Uh, probably not. But... I I don't know. It might be like a birthday present for one of my kids. Mm, yeah. But I mean, there's there's suddenly a lot going on this summer and fall, so it's going to be tough to decide where I actually put my money. Yeah, that's very true. That's where I'm struggling with this too. I want to buy a lot of these games. I'm just like I don't have time to play all all of these games. Yeah, I think I. My must buys. Well, let's let's finish up. We only have two more things to talk about. Um, Game and Watch Legend of Zelda Edition. I am a madman. I will buy this. I know most people (laughs) won't. I kind of like the idea of them doing like a NES series of Game and Watches of all the classic games. But we all know that they will just do this in Zelda, and then they'll never talk about these again. Or not this in Zelda. Well, the they're... Mario Brothers one and the Zelda one. I think they're going to announce the Metroid one soon, with the original Metroid and Metroid 2 on Game Boy. If they did, I would buy it. <laughs> that that one I might actually buy. I don't think I'll buy the Zelda one, and I didn't buy the Mario one, but the Metroid one... That seems like it'd be a good way to go back and like actually play those. Because like, I feel like I... I've played enough of Mario and Zelda to get it, but I'd never even touched Metroid. I honestly, out of all three of those, would recommend that you don't get the Metroid one. <laughs> I would agree, yeah. <laughs> because... I think those... If 
aged poorly. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, there you go. (laughs) The thing that's aged poorly about them is they don't have a map. Right. And so, like, remember. It's impossible. Like, yeah, you basically have to, like, make your own map and, like, if you look at guides, I I really think that if you want to play those games, the remakes of both of them are uh, okay. Go. Zero Mission is a great remake. Yeah, it's awesome. So is Samus Returns. They're both really great games. All right, and then it happened. Oh, Legend real quick. Zelda. Sorry, <laughs> I keep it's interrupting. Okay. Legend of Zelda Just uh, Dance twenty twenty two. Just Dance twenty twenty two. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's for the Zelda 35th anniversary. No, um, thought it was funny because I was kind of hoping that they didn't say for the Zelda's 35th anniversary we're doing Gaming Watch. Because I thought it would have been funny that they mentioned Super Monkey Ball's anniversary, <laughs> not Zelda's. I thought it was going to happen. I was hoping. I was like, I was like, they're not going to say 35th anniversary. And this is like, I was hoping so bad for my prediction to be a 10 pointer. And then he said it and I was like, what's the point anymore? Then he also conceded. He was like, we don't have any other campaign (laughs) or announcement. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. Lastly, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. A new trailer. A 2022 tentative release date that they seemed super doubtful about. I think it's going to be 2023 because of that. <laughs> like we're we're aiming for. And I was like, okay, so see you in 23, bro. Yeah. They didn't even say like early 2022 or anything, did they? No. Isn't no. it just 2022? <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in that year, we're aiming for it. And then the way he talked about it at the beginning, too, was just kind of like a. We've been working hard on it, but like we couldn't show you anything. (laughs) And now we finally have something to show you. So, still no name? No name. I was hoping for at least an official name given to it. Yeah. So, I did see, I think it was like an IGN article that said. There is a name, but they don't want to reveal it because mm. it is itself a spoiler. Oh, weird. Okay. But, like, so when do you reveal it? Like, you have to reveal it before the game comes out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just makes it feel like it's farther away if they still aren't going to uh, give it an actual name, you know? Mm-hmm. But looked really cool. Yeah, looks awesome. The yeah. I see a lot of people talking about Link's hair and how it's like flapping around like crazy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the new like power Fortnite reference. Yeah. Popping into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> the the new powers are really intriguing. The like reverse time thing. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure there were like words played backwards somewhere in that trailer. The music, I think. Yeah. I I was very intrigued by the water drop. Yeah, that was weird. And somehow that making him go through the ground. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
It yeah, looks so like the animation that... he had to trying to get out of the ground after doing that. <laughs> also yeah, but... interesting that they mentioned it's like sky related. Uh, and it looks a lot like Skyward Sword in the sky. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if there's any like connections if they're trying to like bring back the Zelda timeline or something like that. Because that yeah. Skyward Sword was like when they were really trying to get the Zelda timeline to be a thing. Right. And they yeah, they brought it back up in the presentations for the remastered where they're like, well, they even said it today. They were like, find out how Zelda became a legend. Yeah, yeah. You know, like really pointing out this is the very first in the timeline. Yeah. So, yeah. It looks really cool. Yeah. We'll see when we get to see I feel it. Like again. there's so many details that we don't have. Yeah, I've seen, seen a lot of people wondering if there's some time travel shenanigans happening with the sky stuff showing up, and it almost seemed like because like the link in the sky had a different outfit and stuff than the one on the ground. Well, and he did say specifically it's like two years later. I think wasn't that just two years? I thought he was saying it's been two years since they reviewed. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. I thought yeah. he was saying it's been two years. I thought like, the I thought same he was, thing too. Yeah, I thought he was starting to introduce the story. But you're right. He just said it's been two years since we revealed yeah. it. Uh, but the other thing that I'm excited about is it's definitely still Breath of the Wild, but it doesn't seem like it's just slap more stuff on the map. Like yeah. It, yeah, it's really feels new with the sky stuff. It's just very much in the same style. Yeah, I I honestly am not bothered by the tentative 2022 release date. I honestly was just excited to see more stuff from it. Yeah, and like I I can wait for this because it looks awesome. They announced plenty of things for the rest of this year, too. I know. Yeah, they had like nothing for the fall before today, and now they have like five or maybe only three WarioWare, Metroid, Advance Wars, Mario Party. So, yeah, they have four things like yeah. four pretty big things for the fall that will all sell really well. Yeah. Um, all right. Two minute thoughts on E3. (laughs) And then we should probably wrap up here pretty soon. Uh, So, yeah, sorry. (laughs) I'll just jump in. I, um, I guess I'll say what I said before. Thank you, Nintendo. Nintendo gave us the e3 that we all wanted from from the past um but i do think there are some cool hints that like the future of e3 like so many opportunities for indie games to to break through and to like get an audience and and most of the games that i've like written on my list and wish listed and looking forward to are indie games um so it's it's really cool like 
how far indie games have come and like how viable it is to just like start a company with your friends, make the game you've always dreamed of and like actually take it somewhere. Um, that's genuinely really exciting to me. Um, but, you know, it's still a little sad that we didn't have more of like the classic big E3 moments. I hope maybe we'll get more of those next year. We still, uh, I mean, while E3 is over, I, th- I feel like we still have time because there's still yeah. more stuff happening in the summer. Yeah. And like PlayStation could show up in any minute and be like, okay, we're going to have a big state of play. Yeah. Um, and EA has something scheduled. Um, and there, yeah, there's still a lot of stuff out there. And actually, um, I don't think we mentioned this, but right before, so last Wednesday, right before everything really kicked off, and part of Xbox's thing was Battlefield 2042, mm-hmm. which that also I expected to not care about at all, but impressed me. Like, looks pretty cool. Um, so yeah, like there was some exciting moments of E3, but there was a lot that was so dumb and like you did not need to do this that it brought the whole show down so i just hope we have a better balance next year of like the people who actually have something to say have showcases and everyone else just stays quiet which is totally fine you don't have to say anything you know come with something to say that's my thoughts curtis what do you got feel like kind of going off the whole come if you have something to show you don't have to show up if you don't have anything (laughs) to show (laughs) because i was kind of i've been wondering how covid was going to impact it it kind of felt like 50 50 or like square enix and have a super strong showing Uh, capcom had next to nothing essentially you know like xbox and nintendo had some really good stuff to show it kind of felt like 50-50 to me for some companies. I don't know if they were impacted more by COVID than other ones, and I don't know. Obviously, that's it's impossible to know without knowing exactly what's going on with all these companies, but I just thought that was interesting to see. Um, I, I don't know. I got announcements that I wanted, so I'm really excited. Elden Ring, <laughs> The Wild 2 showed up. That was exciting. Detroit, I didn't really expect at all. I was expecting them to say Metroid Prime 4 is still in development. It's going well. We don't have anything to show yet, though. <laughs> which they did say. And then they dropped Metroid Dread, which I'm... I don't know. That's my... Maybe my most excited... Exciting announcement. Just because it's coming so soon, too, in October. So, I don't know. I'm excited. It's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, um, I guess like I I like E three time because it does get you like excited for all the stuff that's going to be announced and uh, I guess my issue with it is whenever last year e3 didn't happen and everyone was like oh e3 is dead 
and everyone thought yeah. E3 would never happen again and stuff like that. And when they said that, I didn't care <laughs> because I don't really feel like you need E3 to get this same level of excitement. And like, I think Xbox and Nintendo did bring that excitement for me, or at least Nintendo did and Xbox brought excitement for a lot of other people who are like very excited about Microsoft stuff. Um, and then there were like some big announcements here and there. I feel like Elden Ring was a big announcement, even though it's technically not part of E3. Um, and then we were lukewarm on it, but I feel like the Guardians of the Galaxy one is still kind of a big announcement. And like, I think there are lots of big announcements, but I kind of feel like if Nintendo said we have a Nintendo Direct tomorrow at any time it would create a similar amount of excitement and same with any other company and like same with stuff like our companies like Capcom like I would have preferred a presentation when they had like a lot more to show um, or any of the other like third party companies and so it's nice of everybody to give into the e3 label <laughs> but i i don't know if they like really need it um but that being said because they give in it gives us a whole weekend to be excited about games and i think that yeah. in itself it's, it's worth something Have you guys ever been to E3 like physically and never no the actual convention? Me either. It almost makes me wonder if E3 is more valuable when it's not just a digital event. You actually can go to the event, play game demos and all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Go to the booths. That that does make a lot more sense to me when you can go. Yeah. But if they're if they end up transitioning to like an all digital thing or a mostly digital thing in the future. Yeah. Know. That's feels pointless. Cause all these companies can do their own live streams. Like <laughs> yeah, Nintendo does it. PlayStation already does it. Xbox has done it. Everybody has done it at this point. I feel like, yeah, everyone is here. E3 ultimate. Everyone's here. <laughs> Just, it's just like the ship of thesis. If you take apart <laughs> E3, piece by piece, replace it, piece by piece, is it still E3? Is it still the ship of thesis? I don't think it could be better said than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are at two hours and 38 minutes. Are we really? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's pretty late. Should we... I feel bad because we have this email that we've been wanting to get to. Um, should we just do that real quick, or do you guys, do you guys want to end right now? We can get. We'll have to get to our predictions another time, honestly, because I don't know if we'll have time for that. Well, and I guess we said that our predictions were until EA play, right? Mm. So actually, like one of mine's was about Sony, and I feel like Sony might say something before EA. All right. 
had a Sony prediction too, actually. Yeah. Um, well, we was ready wait. to argue it, but um, I, I will yeah, still I think... hold out hope that Taco Bell is going to make its presence known at E3. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, we should probably wrap up, but uh, we did have a a reader mail, and I'll just answer the main question from it. Uh, and say, oh no, his name was Riley, right? Yeah. Well, let's have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Riley. Let's have Curtis read it. Okay. I think that's. I'll uh, read it real quick. He took the time to write to us. I think that. Yeah, let's do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to Riley. It's from him. It says hi, Chance Time Crew. I think we should start using that. Chance Time Crew sounds nice. <laughs> um, I have been listening to your podcast for about a month now. It is perfect dog walking material. My question. It's mostly for Paul, since he is always talking about Hades. Having never played a roguelike before, I have had a lot of fun with Hades. And after 77 tries, I finally escaped to the surface. How many attempts did it take for you to escape? Have you finished the story yet? Did you get all the unlockables, or did you move on before then? I am amazed at the amount of things to unlock and level up. Cheers, Riley. Thank you so much, Riley. This is incredible. If anyone else wants to write to us, please do it. Um, this is very exciting. Um, yeah. Okay, I had to actually walking your dog for the last two hours and 40 minutes. It's going to have a long dog walk. Uh, Assuming he walks his dog more than once a week, though, so maybe he can spread it out. Good point. Uh, I had to actually re-download Hades to look up the answer to this. I did not remember. Uh, I escaped the first time on the 37th attempt. Uh, and I got all the achievements, but I did not get all the unlockables. Like, there were still things I could buy for my house and stuff that I left unpurchased when I moved on from Hades. But I feel like to get all the unlockables in that game, it's probably 200 plus hours of gameplay. There's a lot of like really deep end game stuff that takes tons of work to get that I think was in there for all the early access players who played this game for two straight years. Um, yeah, did I answer all the questions? Was there one I didn't answer? Did you finish the story? Yes, I finished the story and the epilogue. So um, after you break out the first time, there's a twist in the story. Um, then you get to the end of the story um, after breaking out several more times. And then after that, um, there is kind of one loose thread that they they tie up in an epilogue that takes a lot more work to get to and i did i, I made it to the epilogue and that was kind of the, the the real end for me i wanted to see the epilogue uh, because one of the things to trigger the epilogue um, is to max out relationships with every characters and i wanted to do that because i loved the characters in the game so i wanted to see at least all the major uh, interactions with every character. So I, I wanted to do that anyway. So when I learned that that was the way to trigger the epilogue, I was like, that's perfect. That will be my my end goal for the game. So I did that. And it was awesome. 
Do you have to it? just essentially grind for the nectar stuff to do that? Yeah, you have to get nectar, and then you have to get uh, what do they call it? This the the bottle of whatever it is. The is it ambrosia? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Sounds I think it's right. ambrosia. Yeah, so you have to you have to grind for those, and you have to have kind of key conversations that unlock key story moments. Um, yeah. But I, it didn't feel as grindy to me as it probably feels to other people because I, I really like methodically, I would do every weapon and then I would raise the heat level and then do every weapon and then raise the heat level. So there was always enough of a twist for me that I didn't feel like I was just grinding because I was having fun and like playing around with the new mechanics that the the heat level adds, which the, I don't the heat level. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say you probably don't even know what that means. <laughs> what? Uh, eventually, you unlock a, another mechanic where before you start a run, there's tons of customization options, like probably twenty different things that you can trigger and for each one you trigger it raises the heat level by a certain amount all the way up to like i think it's like 50 heat is the max heat and it it just like adds twists that make your runs more difficult um yeah it's a lot of fun there's a lot of really crazy ones like every armored one of my favorite ones is um, every armored enemy has an extra mechanic of some kind. So like sometimes uh, they multiply into a bunch of ghosts. And so the ghosts are really easy to kill, but it's not always super obvious, which is like the main one. And you have to kind of like cut through all the ghosts to get back to the main one to stop the ghosts from multiplying. Um, yeah. And there was a lot of like strange mechanics like that. Um, that added and then um, one of my other favorite ones is one of the ways to raise the heat level is uh, it changes the boss fights so it, it gives the boss fights new patterns and it changes the arena in some cases that you fight the boss fight in to make it more dangerous um, so that was always fun and there's actually there's a way that changes the Hades boss fight and I never, I was never able to beat Hades, even if that was the only thing I changed, was, um, was adding the heat to change the boss fights. I still, I was never able to beat Hades on the the extra mode, even though I have like over a hundred runs and probably, probably over 50 successful runs i still could never beat him on the on the maximum setting so if you do that riley congrats awesome. uh, That's yeah crazy anyone uh, else wants... played it. i've played it for 25 hours and i have like no idea what you just <laughs> talked about like half the time you're just like <laughs> that's that's why that game is so cool <laughs> <laughs> In less than 30 seconds, can you tell me if Hades, if you like Hades, does that translate to you like roguelikes? Or is it just the story and the characters that kind of make you want to keep playing? 
so for that game in particular, it was the story and characters. I do not. I have been like more open to other roguelikes because of Hades Mm -hmm. and have found that, yeah, it it was particularly a lot that Hades did that I love so much. It's not just that I love the roguelike genre, although. Yeah, I I think that. That tracks, I think a lot of people liked Hades for Hades rather than they love roguelikes and want to play the best ones. Cool. We did it. Did it. E3. Thanks, Riley. Yeah, thanks for the question, Riley. I hope you made it this far in the episode to hear us respond to you. Yeah. Should we email him back and be like, hey, just so you know, we answered your question at the end of this two-hour episode. We should. That's probably <laughs> good. Yeah. Shit. Um, all right, well, that was E3 2021. Thank you, everyone, for uh, listening. If you made it this far, and uh, as always, thanks for coming to see James. Bye. <laughs>